Individual results may vary. When it comes to vein disease and those embarrassing, painful varicose and spider veins, no one is immune. Just ask three-time beach volleyball gold medalist Misty May Trainer. I was surprised to see I had vein disease. I didn't think I was old enough. I'm a working mom of three young ones and I still coach. I need my legs healthy and performing at their best. That's when Misty went to Vein Clinics of America. The doctors of Vein Clinics of America specialize in the latest laser therapies and minimally invasive treatments. It's like they turn back time. The veins they treated are completely gone and the procedure happens so fast. For over 35 years, women and men have been enjoying healthy, strong, and youthful-looking legs thanks to Vein Clinics of America, like gold medalist Misty May Trainer. Vein Clinics of America work for me, and they can work for you, too. Call Vein Clinics of America now to see if you qualify for a free consultation. Most treatments are covered by insurance. 800-307-4200. That's 800-307-4200. 800-307-4200. Welcome into the Sun Sports Podcast Network. This is Sports on Tap, and you are listening to a pre-recorded show of Sant Live. That being said, with George and Sammy Jorjour, the best brothers in sports. Give us a listen today. You can also find us live on Facebook.com slash Live. That's S-O-N-T Live. Every single day at 2 p.m. Pacific time. You can find us here on SoundCloud or on Apple Podcasts. Just type in Salt Live. I hope you enjoy. Every single day is something new and something different. Enjoy the show, and please subscribe to the podcast. Good afternoon and welcome into Sant Live. You are watching That Being Said with George and Sammy Jorjour. This is Sports on Tap and you are watching episode 416 of That Being Said. Happy Monday, Tuesday. Tuesday, oh, we, actually. We took Monday off to this week. Um, happy Tuesday and it is a fun day in sports. We got NBA playoffs. We have the NBA draft lottery, and we have some other news and things that we haven't hit for the last few days that we've been off. I'm your co-host, Sammy Jarjour. and I'm George Jarjour. We're coming at you live and direct from the Sound Live Studios in sunny Everett, Washington. Thank you for tuning in today, whether it be on Facebook.com/SoundLive, our Periscope Sound Sports, or YouTube.com/Sound Sports. Tell the people, Sammy, what is this? This is Sports Radio. Redefined. Welcome in. How you doing? You know what, Sammy? I've been better. You know why? The season I feel like the Seattle Mariners can take this big step forward is a day we get really bad news. I know we're going to talk about it on the show. I know you're wearing your Seattle Mariners hat, but 80 games from arguably our best, maybe our best all-around player, is disappointing. Yeah, it is disappointing, and we are going to talk about it. So, if that's where you want to start, we'll start with that. Robinson Cano, Seattle Mariners second baseman, eight-time All-Star, world champion with the New York Yankees, um, potential future Hall of Famer, as many would say, not anymore, but potential future Hall of Famer, is suspended for 80 games for PED usage, which it's not really PED usage. It's a medical substance that covers PED usage, which is the assumption that he's doing PED usage, but the medication that covers the PED usage is also on the world anti-doping list. So he was trying to hide something and unsmartly, I don't care 
if it's your doctor prescribed it, whoever it is, you've been in the league for 15 years, I think now. Yep, I think so. And you should know better than taking a drug to hide a drug that's on the anti-world doping list. Right. And I mean, this is something that, I mean, as much as much as we try to clean up the game of baseball, we're going to continually have players who try to cheat the system. It's just how it goes. You know, usually they say, what, the cheater's always ahead of the uh, tests. Sometimes, well, the cheater doesn't do a good job. Is that what they say? It's something like that. What do they say? That, I have no idea. That's what I'm asking. Yeah, yeah, so they, <laughs> that being said, that's what they say. But no, they say something like uh, a cheater's always ahead, you know, ahead of the person investigating it. They're always trying to find new alternative ways to hide what they're using. But Robinson Cano got caught. And frankly, what I believe happens quite a bit is these guys go to the off-seasons. They go back to their... Unfortunately, their home countries like the D Dominican Republic are known for using a lot of steroids because a lot of these players that's you know don't make the league, but a lot of people take alternative substances to get bigger, stronger, faster. So when they go home in the off season, we don't. It's really hard for them to test what they're doing. They don't get tested during the off season, and sometimes they come back during the season at the beginning of the season with substance still in their bodies. And you get caught. Now, I don't know if that is what happens. That's an assumption that I'm doing, and I could be completely wrong. But he got caught. It's disappointing. And I know that a lot of people are talking about this way outside of the Seattle market. But this really hurts. The team's having their best start in, what, 10 years? Start. 17 years. Maybe 17 years start. For them to have this happen. It's not maybe. It was 17. 2001. Well, I don't know the record. Maybe they, they had the had best record. Through, no, they had the best record. Know. No, they didn't. They had the best record through 2000. They had the best record through April for the. F let's tie the record they had, or no, the best record in April since 2001. Okay. That the Mariners have had, which th is the case. It's our first. You know, we have a really legitimate team to lose a guy like Robinson Cano, who had a broken hand. Now we're going to lose him for a couple weeks. Now we're going to lose him for 80 games. How many games into the season are we right now? About 40, I think. About 40, so he'll be back. A little more. Maybe in August? Yeah, well, here's the thing. It's more like 40-game suspension because he was actually going to be out two months, they said, after okay. the broken hand. So two months of baseball is what? 50 games probably? About 50 games, yeah. So we're probably going to miss him for 30 games because he is allowed to serve the suspension while on the DL. Okay. And the biggest thing for me here, I'm not – I don't really – I'm not too worried about the Mariners. Uh, I think either way, they're already two games out of the wild card, right. and they're in a hard division. I understand how important Robinson Cano is to the Mariners, but uh, for me, when there's a PED suspension, I'm not too concerned about the team's life and all this. I'm more concerned about talking about the person. And for me, it's disappointing for a guy like Robinson Cano because you don't know if he's been doping for a long time or if this is a new thing or he just, you know, he just got caught doing it. You don't want a guy with that kind of legacy. And whether whatever you think of Robinson Cano, I know he was kind of hot during a time the baseball is maybe a little slower. Right. But he was an eight-time All-Star, a world championship in the New York Yankees, and maybe the best player on that Yankees team. Mm -hmm. I know Jeter was maybe a bigger name, but the best player was probably, was probably it, it, Cano. Him, him or A-Rod. I think in 2009, A-Rod was still playing really yeah, well. Yeah, but too. here's the thing. Those were the two best players. Like. Here's the thing. A-Rod already had a bad rep, and Cano was the only clean, young guy, the Dominican that was really good. And now if he has a bad rep, we're just talking about two guys with bad reps and Derek Cheater, who wasn't even that great at that time. They won that world. He was good, but not like, you know, not the best player on the team. Oh, that's very fair. And so for me, what's crazy about this is Cano, you've been in the league this long. 
I can't believe you're getting caught with something like this now. And right. I, that's what bothers me. He's going to lose $12 million over this 80 games. It's a no-pay suspension, $12 million out of Robin Cano's pockets. And so the reason it really bothers me is when you look at it all in all, if I have a two... If I have a 10-year, $240 million contract, I'm not as concerned of being cheating to stay good during that contract as I am to make sure I get the contract. I'd rather be on that field, not get caught cheating, and decline as a player and, and keep my money. He's going to lose half a season salary, $12 million for trying yeah. to stay more in shape. You're already signed for 10 years. Regardless of what happens through those 10 years, he's probably going to be done at the end of that contract at 40 years old anyways. Mm -hmm. So what's really the point right now of doping? Yeah, I mean, I, I couldn't answer that, to be honest. But at the end of the day, it's a sad, it's, it sucks. It sucks for the Mariners. sucks for Robinson Cano. sucks for his legacy. sucks for baseball in general. Yeah, I mean. Because it, it reopens the door, Sammy. I mean, since the testing has come out and it's been really we had what a older alex rodriguez test positive yeah ryan braun then it turned out it was negative right or did he end up actually being no, he took steroids the he year he won the MVP. mvp and now robinson cano so i think what we're gonna have to come to a realization is that these players are going to continue to try to find ways to get an edge i, I agree forever there's always going to be some type of edge that right they're trying to get all right George, I have an idea. Okay. <laughs> today is the... Well, my hashtag of the day... I, just, I didn't even give you my hashtag of the day. I'm you, sorry. Yeah, no, no, no. It's okay. You just... You were ready to talk about Robinson uh, Cano. You know, we're, uh, uh, that's uh, why I'm wearing uh, the Mariners hat. I was kind fired of thinking, up. I'm kind of thinking about it. Damn, our home team is actually playing good this year, and we might be screwed now. Yes. Um, but today is hashtag National Chocolate Chip Day. Ooh. Um, a very interesting hashtag. Uh, I didn't even know there was a National Chocolate Chip Day. Yeah, at first I thought it was not National Chocolate Day, and I was like, that's a big deal. That's a big deal. But Chocolate Chip Day, to be honest with you, I love a good, hot chocolate chip cookie, but not my favorite thing. There's yeah. a lot of cookies and sweets I'd choose over a chocolate chip cookie, even though it's the classic. Would you? Uh, I don't know if there'd be many cookies I'd choose over a chocolate chip cookie. Red velvet cookie, mac white macadamia, and peanut okay, butter. Mac, mac white, mac white macadamia is probably a cookie I choose over chocolate chip. Other than that, though, I think the chocolate chip cookie might be the best cookie there is. I mean, if it's a standard, if if I, I don't know if I've ever seen you eat a chocolate chip cookie. I don't eat cookies. <laughs> I just don't eat cookies. But I've seen you eat a, um, the one with the sugar. Uh, yeah, because it's it was available for me one day. It's not really my favorite cookie. I think the chocolate chip cookie is the. If I had to choose one cookie, I can only have the rest of my life. It'd probably be a chocolate chip cookie. That's a mistake. Um, it might be a mistake. It might not be a mistake. But I'm gonna go with familiar something that's familiar, something that's familiarity, tasty. familiarity. You really, you really wanted to say that word, and it didn't come I out. Did, I did. It just didn't come out correctly. Anyways, um, the chocolate chip is interesting. What? What is the use of a chocolate chip other than a chocolate chip cookie? <laughs> I don't know. I did not expect a follow-up quiz on chocolate chips. No, no. Think about it. Have you ever had a chocolate chip other than a chocolate chip cookie? Chocolate chip cookie dough um, okay, that's made into those candies. Chocolate chip cookie doughs made into those candies. Like the chocolate chip cookie dough candy. But that's still kind of a cookie because you're using well, the cookie, cookie dough. At all. They're, they're candies. I've never seen one before. The cookie dough sandwich, sa candies at movie theaters, like the most famous cookie dough. Oh, those are delicious. You're right. There's a lot of things. You, you can put chocolate chip in cakes. You can put chocolate chip in uh, 
in uh, cupcakes. You can put them in a lot of different things. We got a good comment here from uh, Rabia A. Slay Man. A muffin. He said a muffin, a chocolate chip muffin. Okay, that's fine. I'm chocolate I'm chip. You, there's a lot of uses for okay. chocolate chips. The other hashtag well, that's important today. Chocolate chip day. The other important <laughs> hashtag is the NBA draft lottery. Before we get to the games, we'll talk about the Rockets and the Warriors yesterday. We'll talk about Cavs game one because we weren't on air on Monday. And we'll talk about game two tonight. All right. But what I want to talk about before we get there, because it is before, it's in about an hour and a half, is the NBA draft lottery. There's a lot that this can do for teams, a lot of different destinies that it can lead for people. Um, and I think a nice activity here. Mm-hmm. Let's go through the top 10 likely top 10 likely spots with odds to get the number one pick no top 10 likely odds to get each pick oh so the likely spot at number 10 via the lakers would be the philadelphia 76ers they still have a big draft pick there's a 1.1 percent chance that they would get the one the one number one pick so they still have a slight chance of getting the one pick but the 76ers are likely falling at the 10 spot Let's just go quickly what we think the most important thing for that team to find is. Okay. For the, for the Philadelphia 76ers, the most important thing for them to find is something that they might have on the bench sitting there. But that's a wing score. They need a guy, Ben Simmons, or if you really want to go into deeper, Ben Simmons needs to find a jump shot is really what we, they need to find. But at the end of it, they need a guy who can score from the outside, break his guy off the dribble, and be like a wing scorer. See, I... I think they need another type of point guard, which is also could be a wing scorer. For example, I thought Mark Fultz was a perfect pick last yeah. year. He's 6'5", but he's also a point guard, but he's also a scorer. I don't think they need a pure wing because if their team is the way it is, it's, it is already a large team. If they can get a scoring type of point guard that can play like a James Harden, Chris Ball can play together. Like a Ben Simmons and this guy, X guy, can so play together. So let Ben Simmons and him kind of do kind of a James Harden, Chris Paul thing where they both you, they both handle the Imagine ball. if they got Jason Tatum instead of Fultz. Jason Tatum can bring the ball up sometimes. Yeah. He can run, you can run the offense through him, but you can also run him off the wing. I would love for them to get a wing, but guard, a guard wing, a okay. combo guard. A combo guard. Okay. We got at the ninth spot, which is disappointing, is the New York Knicks. Their likelihood at the number one spot is 1.7, and top three odds are 6%. I, for how bad they are, it's pretty disappointing. They're only in the that the likely at the nine spot is yeah. their highest, their best possibility. Uh, it's almost kind of funny that they're this high up because that means Jeff Hornacek got fired, but actually coached the team to do really well for the for missing they a have. lot of Porzingis. Yeah, um, but their most likely pick, according to a combined of mock drafts, would be Colin Sexton from Alabama. Okay, which would be interesting. That'd be kind of what they need. I want. The only thing I wouldn't mind them, I, I wouldn't mind them finding a big guy because I don't want to take another guard and have Frank Nicolina just become nothing. I mean, they right. used the top five pick on him last and year, and he was, uh, I think, the seventh pick overall last year. Yeah, so but he he actually plays really good defense, so I think that he's a good building block. They got Tim Hardaway Jr., who I, they signed to a ridiculously long contract for Tim Hardaway Jr. Uh, so he also can. It wasn't as bad as people made it though. I, I know it wasn't. I as could ba- see him being almost like 
not as good, but like a Drew Holiday type player. He can right. play defense. He can score. He can rebound. Right. It's just they didn't need him when they're rebuilding. So I think they need a wing score. They got a big guy with Porzingis. It's another team that needs a wing score. I think with uh, Frank, Mik- how do you say Nicolina. It? Nicolina and Tim Hardaway Jr., you might have a pretty good backcourt in the future. You got a guy like Porzingis who can, you know, he's a kind of a five, but kind of a four at the same time. He can do a lot of different things. So I think you need a guy on the wing. You know what you need to start doing? What's that? Let's do what I do. Just pretend like you know how to say it. That's what I do. So you have no idea how to it say it. It could be Nicotina, Nicolina. But if you just say it, did you dispute it? No. No. You just got to say it. But you would have disputed mine. If you said it wrong. Well, I was going to say it wrong for sure. But I wouldn't know if you said it wrong. <laughs> Absolutely. So you only dispute something if you actually know it's wrong. Okay, fair enough. And speaking of the Sixers before, I forgot to get to that. Jeremy Palachek said, uh, so uh, Sixers, huh? Great year, though, LOL. I was saying it all along. Everyone was hating on me. Do you remember first round? Everyone started hating on me when Miami was getting their ass kicked. Yeah. And I was saying, okay, they got hot this series, but we're still overhyping them. And it turns out we were either overhyping them or we were underhyping Boston is what the problem was. Uh, this Boston team has been phenomenal, and that's what happened to the Sixers. And uh, honestly, there's no solution to beating Boston unless you probably have a guy like LeBron or a guy like Kevin Durant, which is why I think Boston's most likely going to lose this round or they would lose next round to the Warriors. It's because they're the best overall team in the league, but they're not the, they don't have the superstar guy. And uh, I'll go through a couple more comments. Rabit said, Muffin, ice cream, biscuits, waffles, and pancakes. There's a lot. There's a lot you can do with chocolate chips. Queen Kira said, long-term effects on those PEDs probably stays in your system for decades. It doesn't stay in your system for decades testing-wise, but I do agree there probably is something that stays in your system negatively. Like the uh, long-term effects, like as far as health effects, which is what she means, I believe. Yes. And she said, dark chocolate is healthy. I eat three small bars every day, recommended by experts. Dark chocolate equals great for remembering your dreams. Um, If you find the cook... Cacao, how do you say it? Cacao, cacao. Uh, Sammy, just pretend you know how to say it. Well, you actually, I thought you actually knew. So no, I, I have no you. idea. If you go to like cacao percentages, uh-huh. if it's like 90% or whatever it is, like those are definitely oh, really yeah. healthy too. Those are my favorites. You don't like them, you think they're too bitter, right? I, should just, I don't like, I don't eat chocolate bars in general. Okay. So, I mean, in either way, not that big of a fan. Fair enough. So, when it becomes even more bitter, it's like, hmm. eh, to yeah. me. I'd rather have a glass of wine. <laughs> All right. That's my so would I, but I don't mind some dark chocolate, too. We have at the likely eight spot would be the Cleveland Cavaliers. They have a 2% chance at getting the number one pick. Don't be shocked if they do. And shocked. a 9.9% of being in the top three, which is that, not, not that bad. bad. One in 10, I'll take that for how good of a year they're having. And I know that Nets pick should have been a little higher. The Nets were a weird team this year where they got really good at random like stretches yeah, and scored, they, and they're not good. Yeah, it's, it was weird. They played some really awful basketball. And then, like you said, they go out on like 10-game stretch where they played actually pretty decent basketball. Yeah, and it was very odd. But I have nothing to say about this pick until I know what is going on with LeBron. Okay, I'll tell you what this pick needs. I'll tell you what the Cavaliers need. For the off season, LeBron James this day. <laughs> Other than yeah, and if he stays though, there are a lot of options you could do with this pick, which is trade it if it's in the top five, or f- even if it's in the eighth pick, you can trade that. Right now, the most likely pick there would be Trey Young, which I could see why they would do that just to add an- the- find the best shooter in the draft and yeah, just throw him with LeBron if he stays. If they can't get a trade for that, but you never know. If they do keep LeBron, you trade this pick. If you don't keep LeBron, you do not trade this pick whatsoever, exactly. unless you're packaging it for. 
who knows with like Kevin Love for a higher pick or yeah, something, it, you know? It, yeah, it depends on what the market has. The seventh spot likely would be the Sacramento Kings. After a decade of fuck-ups, they're still here in the top seven, but still not a great pick, not not a top five. Have they had like a one or two? No, they've been very awful with their luck, if you yeah. haven't noticed. Maybe this is the year. This is the year Sacramento gets lucky. That's They have an 18% chance of a top three pick, which okay. is not too bad, and they have a 5% chance of the number one pick. They... I can't even tell you what they need. They've drafted a multitude of bigs. They've drafted a multitude of uh, wings. I think a bunch we have, of guards. I think they have the point guard of their future. But De'Aaron Fox is more of a shooting guard? Two guard. Two guard. He's but what do you need in the NBA this now? Do you need a point guard nowadays? No, you need... I well, know. I mean, it'd be nice. Do you want their most likely pick? Sure. Which I would like is Michael Porter Jr. Okay. At seven. That spot. works. He's dropped. He's the kind of guy I'd like to fall in Sacramento because he has something to prove because... He should be the number one pick in the draft in most years if he didn't get hurt and play it through a college season. But the fact that he got hurt and now he's kind of down here, well, we're forgetting. Yeah, he's not as fast and maybe doesn't have the passing vision of Ben Simmons because, remember, guys like King James, like Ben Simmons, these are anomalies, right? Right. These aren't people that could just come around every day. But Michael Porter is that kind of Ben Simmons guy out of college if he wasn't hurt. He's that, like, 6'8", 6'9", guy that can pass, rebound, score, and do it all. So we'll see where he falls. At the sixth spot, we got the Bulls, 5% chance of the one pick, 18% of a top three pick. Um, most likely pick for them would be Wendell Carter Jr. from Duke, the center. They have Laurie Marketing right now. They got Chris Dunn, who most people have given up on, but they have him. Um, we, they do have Laurie Marketing. So depends what they're building on. Are they trying to get a big – if they're going to go for Wendell Carter, we're going for a, a big front court, or they go for the guard play, and they can have a big, they can have Zach Levine at the wing, and they can have a point guard. All I know is I want to see the Bulls be good. Yeah, I the thing with the Bulls is I don't believe they have any guy on their team right now that's a superstar in the making, but they have a couple guys that can be high-end all-stars at the making. Let me tell you this. Laurie Markkinen, mm-hmm. in 30 minutes a game last year, averaged 15-8. and eight. and to, He is right. somebody that could be an all-star. That's, he could yeah. be an Al Horford type all-star. Absolutely. Not that they, good. That's a high ceiling. you know. Right, but I don't think they have anyone who you say like, in the NBA, we know. Like a team like Chicago, in a city like Chicago, they're trying to win championships at the end of the day. I know they haven't won one since Michael Jordan. But what they're looking for is a superstar, right? I mean, every team's looking for a superstar. The Bulls don't have anyone on their roster that can become a super, superstar. And, yeah, and that's why they traded away Jimmy Butler because yep. he's not a superstar. Right. So, like, let's go young and let's wait till we find the next one. Exactly. And you know what? If they get the fifth pick of a draft – you can get lucky if you draft and scout well and find a superstar with the fifth pick. Maybe it's Wendell Carter Jr. And, and it could be. The five spot, another team that has had decades of fuck-ups. <laughs> the number one pick odds are 8%. The top three odds are 30%. And your team is at the likely five spot. I'm going to guess. A decade or- of fuck-ups. God, there's a lot of those. It's either the Suns or the Magic. It is the Orlando Magic. Okay. Uh, you know what, by the way, I just want to give like this little spiel for one second. These teams just don't figure it out. Like You've been in the lottery for like 10 straight. Like, come on. Figure it out. It's been pretty bad. Yeah. Um, especially for the Magic. I mean, they, they did figure it out. They got Dwight Howard. I know. But then true. he was like, He's like this, eventually that didn't work. Exactly. And then... But then that's been a solid, like, eight years since then, hasn't it? It's been a while. Yeah, they've been fucking up pretty bad. Um, their most likely pick is Mohamed Bamba from Texas, the center. And I'll say this right now. I really hope they don't take him. If they, I'll tell you, Mohamed Bamba is going to be okay. 
He'll be fine. I think he'll average no, maybe be, 15 a game. He Matt. might be even better than that. He might be an all-star one day, but not where you're going to put him on a team where he's going to be like, here you go, you're the franchise guy you and, next uh, to Aaron, Aaron Gordon, Gordon and Mario Herzonia who can't play anymore. That's just not going to happen. So what they need, I think, is to get a smart point guard or maybe a smart wing and build from there. Somebody that they can develop. I you don't need to just grab a center when you have no backing for it. Completely agree. I like centers to be drafted in most cases. DeAndre Ayton might be a different case. But a guy like Mamba, like, I hope he gets drafted to a team like Cleveland that can use the rim protection that's going to be a playoff team and he can contribute early. He'll be like a Miles Turner maybe. Completely agree. At the four spot that has 13% chance of the number one pick, a 42% of a top three pick is the – let's see if you got it fourth spot okay so the worst team this year was atlanta i believe i believe i could be right. wrong well it is atlanta oh the fourth spot i thought so, Atlanta was the worst team right. in the league. you know who the worst team is do i we'll find out okay the atlanta hawks um they parted away with mike boldenholzer um their most likely picks marvin bagley i don't know where they're going because right now i think they have schroeder still yeah and i and Prince, who's young still. I don't know if I can name too many people on the Hawks. Uh, neither can I. Here's the thing, Sammy. Um, th- as college basketball has become more one and done, like people say Marvin Bagley's great. I have no idea. Like Jason Tatum, right? Everyone's like, oh, he's going to be really good when this tells me. I-, I didn't find him that great at Duke because I only got to see him. What, he played 30 games? How many games? Of, how many Duke games did you watch this year? This year? Yeah. Like six. Like six. Do you know anything about Marvin Bagley, really? He's good. Yeah, that, like, exactly. How good? And this is the, like kind of the problem when you're trying to like project what these teams are going to do. It's like, ah, yeah, you know, Duke might be the most popular team in the country because it's Duke. And I watch about five of their games. And you know how many I actually sat down and really watched? Probably one in the tournament. Yeah, but you know what these teams need. Positionally, do you know what the Atlanta Hawks need? I don't know. I, I know that they have Prince. They have Tareen Prince, who is their is their their wing player, who they started building their future with, and they're going to keep Schroeder. Okay. So they do need a big, and Marvin Bagley Jr. is considered a power forward center. Okay, I hope. so I mean that would be kind of a fit if you're looking for a big because you don't have a big and you got some wings, you got some young guards. All right, and they should take Marvin Bagley Jr. <laughs> well, I mean, we don't know if he's available. Yeah, I know. Yeah, I don't know. The Dallas Mavericks fall in the likely three spot where they have a 13% chance at the number one pick and a 42% of a top three pick. Their most likely pick, according to this draft, is Jaron Jackson Jr., the center out of Michigan State. Okay. Um, I like that the Mavericks might get a top three. Me too. They could get the number one spot, which would be fun. That would be cool. Um, they're a type of team I like to see that's good. I like their owner, Mark Cuban. I don't know where they're going, though. I don't know Dirk's yet. 40. Yeah, this will probably be his last season next year, I, I'd assume. Uh, they have Harrison Barnes, what, with, for at least two more years, three more on years on that contract. long contract. They got you signed Yogi Ferrell last year because he had a really good, yeah. you know, stint with them. Uh, yeah, that's it. So what do you do though? I I don't know. Like where? Uh, that's my problem is I don't know where their direction is because. Yeah, I have no idea what their direction is. I think Mark Cuban was smart enough to know. I'm just going to get the best player available in this draft. And go from there. And go from there, yeah. And the number two pick, 19% chance at the one. The Phoenix Suns. 55% chance of a top three pick, the Memphis Grizzlies. Wow, the Suns had the worst record. This year. Their most likely pick, which I like this, 
is Luka Doncic from Real Madrid. Yes. That'd be a great Memphis Grizzly. Uh he was made the, – the guy was created on earth to play for the Memphis Grizzlies along Palgus Marcusel. <laughs> Disagree. If there's a team he's meant to play for. Oh, it's the San Antonio Spurs. But, yes. But, I mean, like Memphis Grizzlies are like – Or the Dallas Mavericks. Or the Dallas Mavericks. I like Luka. I think he should be the number one overall pick because I don't find anyone else in this draft. I know DeAndre Ayton could be – really good but i don't find anyone to be like that surefire like that guy is for sure a hall of famer which is also luka Doncic might be a bust exactly but i might as well go with a high ceiling guy because like the high LeBron, ceiling lebron high ceiling yeah deandre you know deandre has the body and the physicality to at least give you 10 and 10 on a bad day right but i i also he also looks like gray goat <laughs> so i get scared not injury wise not at all it just looks like him i mean yeah, but he doesn't have he doesn't move like Grego. This guy is an athletic, seven foot big. I think I'm kind of over this picking these international guys high. We've had we've had Giannis, the top prospects. Think about the top prospects internationally. Who are the top, like? We're not talking the Tony Parkers who went thirtieth in the draft. We're talking about I don't know. I've tried, I I can't. Giannis went top seven, right? What do you go? Thirteenth, yeah, thirteenth, maybe. I'm I'm not sure, but yeah, my, my only reason I would go Luca this year is just because I don't believe anyone's a sure. There's no LeBron. There's no Anthony Davis. There's no Carl Anthony Towns in this draft. So I'm like, I'll just go for the international guy and hope I hit really big. That's what my strategy. Only thing is. I disagree with there is, I think if we're gonna say. Call Anthony Towns was that guy, then DeAndre is that guy. I he's he's he is more dominant, if not better, than Carl Anthony Towns at their freshman year of college. Um, team success is all is you know that doesn't really That's, matter doesn't to matter. me. Marco Fultz was the number one pick, and they won nine games at University of Washington. Um, I think DeAndre Jordan is the sure pick, but am I that sure? In, DeAndre, no. also not really. I don't yeah. think there's a guy. One of my favorite picks would be Luka Doncic, um, except for he reminds me a lot of Mario Herzonia mm-hmm. when he came out. He got drafted by Orlando, which kind of scares me because you see them play against these guys. The, the competition in Spain and Real Madrid or whatever, um, all these different places are good. It's not the NBA. But it's not the NBA, yeah. So and it's not it's not Duke even, you know. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's a tough league. Um, but I do like him there. I, the last thing I wanted to say about this is I, DeAndre Ayton also scares me a little bit because as much as some days I'm like, oh, we're transitioning back to a big man league. We're kind of not. So when, is that what you want to put your risk on? Yeah. I'm not sure. But I'm sure he'll be fine. Fine. I I, I don't know how great he'll be, but I know, like you said, he's going to average 10 points a game in the NBA at the worst possible scenario. Yeah, he'll be. You're right. He'll yeah. be all right. Yeah. Um, I got an interesting story for you. All right. And then we'll talk some games and talk some sports betting really quick okay. before we go off today. Lucas Glover's wife. Do you want to tell the former U.S. Open champion? Okay, I was going to tell. Do you want to tell the people who Lucas Glover is? Because obviously I know who he is. Lucas Glover's <laughs> wife arrested after allegedly attacking his mother. Huh. The wife of former U.S. Open champion. Lucas Glover is facing a domestic violence charge stemming from an altercation with Glover and his mother after he missed a after he missed the 54-hole cut at the Players Championship. 
Um, Krista Glover was arrested Saturday and taken to St. John's County Jail. She was released the next day on bond. Um, according to the offense report, Glover and his wife were having an altercation after the third round of the Players' Championship where Glover shot a 78. Ford said that when his mother tried to intervene, Krista Glover began attacking her. So she noticed cut. The officers noticed cuts and blood on the arms of the clothing of Glover's mother and rips through her clothes. And there was a giant bruise on her chest that she had been hit, punched in the chest by his wife. Well, I know why he shot a 78 now, man. This guy's nervous that his wife's going to beat the shit out of him if he doesn't shoot better. And if I could show the people, she does look like a nut. But you can see yourself. Oh, my God. She looks like a nut. Um, but be careful who you marry. So, so the reason she attacked him allegedly it has to do with the cut was in the cut. Like, no, I have no idea. But they just said you got to throw in his scores. All right, <laughs> no problem. I don't yeah. know if it has anything to do with the cut. I wonder. That beats me. I don't think anyone knows what the fight is about. Yeah, no, I yeah, that's crazy. That's all I want to say. Crazy people, man. We have some big news, George, all that right. we didn't get to yesterday, and then we'll get to these games. Sports betting has become legalized in America. Well, to further expand on that, actually, is that sports betting now in the U.S. legislature, you can't uh, deem it illegal, right? Federally. Federally, it's now legal. State by state, now we have people having to decide whether they want sports betting to be legal. But from what it sounds like is most states are going to be on board with this. We had New Jersey already set up to do it when this became legal um, and what this would mean is you could go into your local store your local whatever your local uh, place like 7-Eleven that right. has lotto and also bet on sports and it might be a local casinos as well I think it's really exciting and I'm hoping that every state does get on board because there was a lot of uproar about it in an exciting way yesterday but I think well the point that was missed yesterday for a lot of people is it still has to get approved by states yeah and I think Obviously, there's going to be some very conservative states, the Alabamas, the Mississippis, uh, the Texases that might not deem it legal anytime soon. But states like California that are liberal, Washington, New York, uh, New Jersey, obviously, being ready to do it now. I think we'll see a lot of these states implementing some sort of gambling. Now, is that going to, what is that going to look like exactly? I'm not sure. Is that just going to be parlay cards? And for those at home who don't know what a parlay card is, uh, in Rhode Island, uh, what they th- are thinking to do, and they almost have it all set up already, is you'll be able to go to 7-Eleven and bet on parlays only, not individual games. Every state's going to do something a little bit different. That would be ridiculous. Yeah, I know. But uh, down the line, I think it's going to form a very high-end type of system where we see almost like a national average of what people do, which is going to be betting on actual games. Maybe like in England where you have betting parlors and betting windows and betting shops operated by the government of the state. That's what I. That's my prediction of what's going to happen. Yeah, but I don't really care how it's operated. Me, you know what? Me either. I just want to be able to bet on sports. Yeah. I don't really care if it's operated by my local 7-Eleven or by my local government. Me either. I just want it to be able to be approved in the state. Um, and I don't think anybody really cares how it's going to be operated because at the end of the day, I don't think anybody that's betting on sports is really saying they're worried about if it's going to the state or if it's no. going to the Well, I, I care about how it's operated only under one, one reason. I would love – because I've also heard this system of where 
each state would be able to have its own website where you know you upload your ID that you're a resident of that state and you can actually just bet by credit card through your own state which would be pretty e much easier than having to stop by a 7-Eleven or stop by a bedroom. You can just do it online or through a mobile app. Yeah, but you could do that even if however it's operated. No, I'm saying if they don't have a site where you can do it online. Yeah, but that's not what you were talking about. You were talking about how it's going to be operated, if it's going to be legislated by like the state or if it's going to be store by store. I mean, at the end of the day, if it's approved by the state, any state can open that website. So right. I don't really care who it's operated by, really. Yeah, I, I don't care who either. I just how is what I care about. Yeah, yeah. but we were kind of talking about who. You said how the state's going to – who and how the state's going to yeah. control it. I'm saying I really don't – honestly, even if they don't have a website, to me, I honestly don't care that much because now if it's legal, you're going to be able to do DraftKings at home. You're going to be able to do FanDuel. And honestly, going from not allowing sports betting to whether or not I have a website, I'd rather, I'd, I'd rather just – Honestly, I find it more fun if I'm able to go to my local 7-Eleven because right now I can go online and bet anyways, and it's just illegal, but I you're know, doing it. I that's a good point. And so why is everyone excited? Because you actually go somewhere and place a bet that's legal mm -hmm. compared to just being on the website. Even if the state approved the website, I feel like I would want you like the, You like that actual in physical action. Because otherwise I would just bet online right now through the legal websites, and it's technically like it's frowned upon. It's not even illegal. It's like... It's illegal. It's, but it's illegal, but you, frowned you, upon. you it's frowned upon more than anything. I think it's really cool for sports. I think the next big step, though, will be like in Europe and all these other places where you can actually go to a game and bet at the games or at bars and things like that. So That's cool. what I'm really looking forward to. Um, I, it is concerning for some people. You know, if you can't control it, I get that. As long as sports betting is something where you're not going out of your way, you're paying for entertainment, right? Right. So for me, it's the same as going and spending 12 bucks to go watch a movie. You might be entertained. You might not be. And you're never getting that 12 bucks back. Think of sports betting. I know it's usually in higher sounds. If you go put 20 bucks to go watch this game and bet on it, you might be entertained with the outcome, and it might be even better than a movie. You spend 20 bucks and you get 20 back. You know, Sammy, that you're right. You're absolutely right. And you know what else this is going to do? I think this is going to help sports bars. I think sports bars with, like, MLB package or uh, NBA package. Hey, I got my team's not playing tonight. Or Sunday Night Baseball's tonight on ESPN. Who's playing? Yankees, Cardinals? Oh, I'm going to just throw 30 bucks on this game and watch it. I, it's going to do a lot of things like that. Yeah, it's going to help a lot of the yeah, like those small bars that right. have more TVs and MOB package and you don't have it at home and you're like, oh, I'll go watch this at the bar. I'm going to bet on it. Yep. I think we heard it on another podcast. I can't remember which one, but they were talking about like you always you always sit at a bar and you see like the five Denver Nuggets fans like cheering at the game and you're like, why are you guys cheering for this Denver Nugget game? Or even in Vegas, it's always funny. You're sitting there and you – you know, it's a 20-point game, and somebody hits a jumper, and you see two guys freak out. Exactly. And you're like, huh, hey, you probably – you had the spread. You had the over-under. Like, oh, yeah. that's hilarious. And that's what kind of makes this all exciting. I'm, I'm super pumped, man. It just needs to be done reasonably for people. I just hope it doesn't become a problem for a lot of people, which – it's going to be for some oh, people. Oh, it's going to be a problem for some people. But, yeah. um, but those people that's going to become a problem for, I feel like probably already have a problem. They already have a problem today. Yeah. There's not, this, is, uh, this obviously will create a problem for a few people, but most people who bet already are betting. And you might have a couple of new bettors, but once they start losing money, these aren't gamblers anyway. They probably gamble less. Yeah, and speaking of gambling, you can uh, definitely expect more now that it's becoming legal from us talking about gambling. Yeah sports bets we already do talk about it during football season but 
maybe now when it becomes legal in more states, you'll see a lot more content about gambling because now more people can really be involved in it. Right. I think the the biggest issue with gambling before it's become hotter throughout the years. But when people talked about it, only half the popular, like some people don't know about the website. Some people right. don't go to Vegas and bet. So it became like kind of a eh kind of thing. Um, but now if they start opening it at the seven 11s at bars or at gaming events, it's going to be a lot cooler for yeah. people to be able to go and bet. Maybe, I mean, they'll probably have end up having betting parlors, which would be cool. Yeah, I mean, the, the which is like a which is like a restaurant slash bar. Yeah, and you can, here's you the thing: in London, people already allow. We already we we just talked about this two minutes yeah. ago. In London, in in I know I think in Scotland you're allowed to in soccer games right. go bet at the game or go bet at the bar. They're gonna have that here too, but that's just something I I definitely don't think is on the first agenda. No, no, no absolutely. This. But how great would it be to walk into a bar and just be like, okay, can I get a beer? And I'm gonna go down to the the window. And put twenty bucks on the Seahawks today, yep. and have a beer, watch the game, and get paid out or don't get paid out when you win or lose. I think it'd be amazing. Me too. All right, George, we got a couple comments. Queen Kira said, "Yay, here for the, for the sports betting chat," and she said, "Bars dot 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 with a wow, like a O oh face." That would be the the best that, of it that, all. That would be the best. That that would be the most fun, the most immediate too. That's a that's the best part about it is the immediate you see at the bar. Like, yeah, if it was at 7-Eleven, you go to 7-Eleven, then you go to the bar and you watch the game and you go back to 7-Eleven to collect your money. But if it's at the bar, people would be like, they'd be feeling good. You get drunk, yeah. you put 200 bucks on the game. And Queen Kira said, young people, though, hashtag troubling. Uh, there's gonna be, it's going to be 18 or over, 21 and over, right? Uh, I wonder what it's going to be, 18 or 21. It's going to be either one of those. Though. Yeah. And so 7-Eleven, it's going to be like Lotto. They're going to ID you when you try to make a bet, but still for young people. When I was in college, I bet on some of these websites and stuff. But if it was very readily available for me, I could have definitely seen myself blowing some money in college as a dumb college kid at 19 years old, stopping at 7-Eleven every night when you're drunk or whatever with your friends and be like, I'm going to bet on this game. Me and my friends used to buy scratch lottos like it was our day job every other day for five bucks. So what would I do if I could sit there and Drunkenly walk into a 7-Eleven and bet on sports. You're going to be betting on Kent State versus Toledo on a Wednesday night. Correct. So it's unsafe. But I love it. Uh, I'm not here for safety, Sammy. I'm here just to tell you what I like. I'm not here for safety either. Nate Dixon has a perfect transition. He said, was James Harden not playing against Golden State by himself last night? Four superstar against two, but CP3 didn't do much. Let's chat about that game last yeah, night. And was, where, where, where are all the Rocket fans today? I don't see them on the comments uh, saying much. I'm telling you, though, Stephen A. Smith said nothing to be optimistic about, right? Mm. Posted a funny video about that. He was asked, what do the Rocks have to be optimistic about tonight? And he goes, nothing. And I have two conflicting thoughts about this game. I honestly don't. There was a lot of overreaction today about this game. Where people were like, they got blown out. They got killed. And what nobody's realizing was... It was a tie game at half, Mm -hmm. which is better than most people would do against the Warriors. And it was a close game throughout. The biggest issue in this game is the fact that CP3 didn't show up. Kevin Durant matched James Harden on a spectacular night by both of them. I think both those guys will probably not have as perfect of game twos. And it's going to depend now on James Harden's probably going to get his 25. Kevin Durant's going to get his 25. Now... Is Steph or is Chris Paul going to show up? 
in a good way yeah. or in an average way like they did. Right. And I don't think that game was as concerning for Rockets as the, for the Rockets as many people made it out to be today. The only real concerning part of it that, that I do agree with is the home court advantage part. Because we're talking about now two out of the next three games are in Golden State. Right. Outside of that, what I saw on the court was not as troublesome as I as I feel like I'm hearing from a lot of media and a lot of people because what I saw was James Harden, who's been known as a choker, actually perform beyond his expectations, not get a lot of calls. He had the same amount of free throws as Chris Paul, who is absent in the game. And James Harden probably will get more calls next game. We're probably going to see a little higher play from CP3. And I just think next game is going to be like this one. It's just going to depend how a shot falls here or there. we got to remember with, I think, four or five minutes left in the game, it was a seven-point game, and Klay Thompson went over and back. It would have been Rockets' ball. Mm -hmm. That was a huge moment of the game. That didn't get called. A three was hit. And I think from there on, the game never went back in any momentum to anybody else. Not as concerning as some people make it, but this Warriors team has ruined the NBA. Um. Okay, couple things here, and I, I've been waiting for this all day, so I'm just gonna get, go on my little soapbox here and talk about it. What's Look, a soapbox? I don't like a soapbox. Like you, you go <laughs> and you complain about things. What I'm gonna come soapbox? Yes. Interesting. What, yeah. So I'm I'm gonna complain about the media for a second because yes, there was overreaction. That's one. But number two, it's what I've been saying the whole time. This Warriors team is unmatchable. There's, they're not going to be beaten. I really believe before the series, and I said it on the show once, twice, three, four, five times, that it's a four or five game series. And yesterday did nothing but confirm that to me. The Rockets yesterday, you know how many points the Warriors scored on uncontested shots yesterday? I looked this up. 54 points on uncontested shots. And you were talking about that three-pointer that Klay Thompson hit on over and back. Wrong call. Should have been over and back. But what's concerning to me is how's Klay Thompson been wide open? The Rockets team is the exact team I thought they were. That wasn't very concerning play just because the whole team started walking. It went over and back. Two guys stopped to, like, look at the ref and about to like we're going to inbound the ball and he got a wide open shot i I mean that play compared to the other 50 points should be the least concerning of all of them okay that's your opinion but i think that's a definite concern for the rockets that's a team they are number two i know james harden scored 41 points and he played good but they're not going to win playing like that he dribbled the ball so damn much yesterday to get his 50 his 41 points he used so much energy to get his 41 points he didn't get his teammates involved to get those 41 points and that's because chris paul did not show up if chris paul plays like that but how's chris paul going to show up when james harden takes the ball dribbles 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 and then does something with 10 seconds left on the shot clock there's no rhythm on that game this team is the exact team i thought they were it's gonna be a four game sweep could go five games maximum if they take game two but if they lose game two Warriors are going to win game three, game four, series over. The Warriors are your NBA champion. And what I do agree with you is, did the Warriors ruin the NBA? That statement is what I really want to talk about because we say they ruined the NBA. But if we go look at all sports, we watch teams that people hate. The Patriots, for example, are in the NBA or in the Super Bowl each and every year almost. And you watch them. Just let me finish my point. I'll let you take the floor. 
This well, I mean, I don't want a floor. I'm just saying, like, the Patriots are completely different than the Warriors. The, they haven't been as The Patriots as have, won, as have been to more Super Bowls and won more championships. Man. Oh, my God. We're talking a 20-year span. <laughs> no, number two. You're comparing a 20-year span to a two-year span. And then, the, then LeBron James ruined the NBA, too. He went to seven straight finals in the East. We still watch it. If LeBron went to the finals this year again, we'd watch it. If LeBron doesn't make the finals this year, we're not watching. So at the end of the day, I don't think they ruined the NBA. I think at the end, the NBA is better when we have familiar, familiar, I will say that word wrong, familiar things. The Warriors and Cavaliers in the NBA finals does not ruin the NBA. Now, the Warriors without the Cavaliers is a problem. But if you have the Warriors and Cavs again, you're going to have the same ratings as you did last year. So what is ruining the NBA to you? Are you saying it's ruining it for the casual fan? Or are you? Uh, this is a question for you more than anything. Or is it ruining it for you who loves competition and loves basketball? Both. I mean, before I get to that, I want to finish talking about the Rockets. Yeah. Because that's, I mean, that's the part we were starting with here. The Rockets... Yesterday, you said, "How can they win if yeah. James Harden plays ISO?" Well, they're the number one ISO team in the NBA, and they won sixty-five games. So that is their offense. Yep. And the difference is, usually Chris Paul shows up a little more. So James Harden's there were the team averages twenty-five ISO plays a game, yeah. turned into forty because nobody else could score yesterday. Yeah. And that's so that's really not the concern okay. of yesterday. I mean, that that's probably the least concerning thing I saw yesterday yep. was the ISO play because I think it was the most concerning to me. What's the most concerning about it? Because I'll tell you something more exciting. Kevin Durant had more ISO plays than James Harden yesterday on scores. So that's absolutely factually wrong. No, it's not. I listened to it on a radio show today. He's had more ISO plays Mm -hmm. yesterday than James Harden. And and he actually had more, less passes than James Harden the entire game, more touches, less passes. So the reason that it's not that concerning for me what the Rockets did yesterday, not because I think that means they're going to win. So there's a difference between overreacting and underreacting. Like I felt like, I feel like I might be underreacting a little bit and you're clearly overreacting. Wait, wait, before you tell me I'm overreacting, I said this is a four or five game series. I still think the same exact thing. So I'm completely, yeah, but I know that's, I'm not talking about the series. I'm talking about that game. So I feel like I'm probably underreacting. I feel like you're overreacting. It's not that concerning the way the Rockets played because the Rockets, we talked about this last night, I think. In any other NBA season, is the best team in basketball and wins the championship right. this year. So They're a very, very good team. It's not that concerning for them to continue to play the way they played to win 65 games. I mean, you won 65 games in a year. I'm not going to come out and say, because Kevin Durant pretty much joined the best, not pretty much, he joined the team that had the best record in NBA history and made them into probably the best team in NBA history times two. I'm not going to say that it's so concerning that the way you won 65 games is how you played in game one and lost to maybe the best team of all time by, what, eight to ten points? It was 13. really eight. Okay. What was the – they? James Harden did a spin move three to end the game because there were just ten seconds left. I mean, it was a it was a five-point game most of the game, mm-hmm. five to ten points, right? I'm not going to say it's that concerning that the team you're playing against, you lost by ten points – when you're playing the same way you did all year to win 65 yeah. games. But then and the you're reason that's lose not every th- game by 10 points if you play that way. Okay, but that doesn't make it. You said, you're, you're saying why it's so bad they did that. 
Why would that be bad? Because you got to change it up a little bit in the play. You can't play the same way. Playoff basketball and regular season basketball are completely different. You see, the Warriors are playing different now. They ramped it up a different level. You're not going to beat the Warriors doing this. You got to do something different. Now, ISO ball, see, dribble, the, dribble. The Warriors and you did know not what? do anything different. And, and they know, just play harder now because it's the playoffs. That's different. But at the end of the day, for me, what I don't like about it is, I mean, from watching the Rockets play all the time, and I heard Mike D'Antoni talk about this in a different time of uh, not. Not from yesterday's game, a different time. They like to play in quadrants. They play, there's three quadrants. They like to get the ball moving in the first quadrant. But what I saw yesterday were quadrants in the shot clock. So you got the, you know, 24 to 16, 16 to 8, 8 to 0. I saw a lot of times them holding the ball, James Harden, dribble, 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 go up with 12 seconds left on the shot clock. I don't find that to be a successful way of playing basketball. Watching basketball, I just don't like it. I, maybe okay, I'm, that's fine. So we're talking different things. You're talking about preferences. I'm not talking preferences. I don't think you can win like this. Well, you can win 65 games like yeah, this, yeah, and you can you can win the same exact amount of games. We're not talking about winning championships. So you think the series is over? Yeah, the, the I said it from the beginning. Who do I have winning the championship? No, no, in, I know, but you had it in seven games, which means there's a couple plays between going to for the Rockets to get to the championship. Yesterday, there was a couple plays that yeah. could have shifted the entire momentum of the game. Absolutely. That the, yesterday, the officiating on both sides was extremely awful. Mm-hmm. Scott Foster was awful yesterday. The, yeah, he, he wasn't good. The, the officiating on both sides, it swung momentums like the opposite way three different times where mm-hmm. it was awful. Trevor Ariza had four out of his five fouls be absolutely ridiculous mm-hmm. fouls. Like the reach-in on Steph Curry. The, the one he got called for a block, then five plays later, twice in a row, the Rockets got called charges for the same exact play. Mm-hmm. It was just an awfully officiated game that shifted momentum. Once again, it's an overreaction by me even saying the series is over because the Rockets could win the next game and we could be talking a different narrative. But what bothers me is when people want to sit here and say that what the Rockets are doing is wrong. The Rockets, what they're doing isn't wrong. The Warriors played a lot of iso ball yesterday, just like the Rockets. The difference is the Warriors had guys like Nick Young out of nowhere go three for three or four for four from three. They have... When they try to guard Durant, all of a sudden they still have Clay Thompson, Draymond Green, and Steph Curry Absolutely. open. That's why I thought it was going to be a sweeper five-game series. Yeah, because no, of no. The team, that was team. right. But I'm talking about – I'm not worried about the Warriors for a second because for me, what you're saying about the Warriors is correct. Well, I feel like what you're saying about the Rockets is incorrect because with the Rockets, yeah. at the end of the day, you go through the playoffs. You won the same amount of games in the playoffs as the Warriors did. You lost once in both series, just like the Warriors. Yeah. You won 65 games in the season. And now I'm going to sit here and say, shit, I've won 65 plus eight games. So we're 72 wins into the season. What, what benefit? They're not going to win changing their offense. The best option is getting lucky and hitting all their shots from three and out shooting them from three. Because otherwise, if you try to change the offense now, as much as I love James Harden and Chris Paul, that's not going to be successful yeah, either. That, no, that's that's so very fair. For I just, me, it's you got to stick to that offense, and you, you kind of got to just take your shot to say if we outshoot them, we outshoot them. And here's the thing, James James Harden played out of his mind yesterday, and Kevin Durant played out of his mind yesterday. Let's see next game. Maybe if everybody's playing at the correct levels, it might be a different game. And I, Chris Paul didn't play very good. Curry didn't play very good, and you had two guys play out of their mind. Maybe if we see a game where. Everyone's kind of playing at the regular level. It could be a closer game. That's what we saw during the regular season. A bunch of guys scoring in their high 20s like they did, and it was a lot closer game. I just think 
you can't ask the Rockets to shift against a team that I think at this point, like I said, ruined the NBA, which I'll get to after you can say what you got to say. Yeah, I, I really don't have much to say actually after that. I mean, we can agree to disagree on this. I, I think yesterday was concerning. I don't like how long it took him on the shot clock to shoot the ball. I think James Harden played. I know he had some assists, but when you have the ball in your hand the whole entire game, you're going to get some assists. I thought he played very, very selfishly last night. Well, no, when wait, you have wait, the ball wait, in your wait, hand, wait, wait, Kevin Durant had a something one and zero style. That's line. fine. That's not his job. He's not the point guard. But at the end of the day, you, well, you just said when you have the ball in your hand, you get assists. That's not true. Okay. Anyway, my point is when James Harden had the ball, and I saw a moment last night on the game that no one's really talking about. James, they, James Harden is on the bench. The, the Rockets make a little run, and the whole bench stands up, and James Harden is in with his hoodie on, in the zone, just staring as always. I don't like his body language. I think he's selfish. James Harden is reverting back to what James Harden is. And at the end of his series, when they get swept or win one game, this guy will never be the best player on a championship team in his whole career, as I've been saying all along. All right. So one thing I'm going to say before why they ruined the, the NBA. I, I really don't – I hate to bring this up, but this is clearly a biased opinion because – there's been a lot of times that you love when LeBron James just puts his uh, towel over his head and he's in the zone. Like, I love when LeBron's like this. This means he's in the zone. And James Harden yesterday, you're talking about a guy is the only guy on his team who showed up mm-hmm. and you're bothered that he was in the zone. Yeah, when Steph LeBron Curry James passes the ball when and you're plays like Steph- a real basketball player. I, I, this is my opinion on James Harden. And, I'm not, and, and I know you say, oh, you have to like James Harden if you like Steph Curry. I don't have to like anyone. I don't like James Harden. I would never build my team around James Harden. And, and yeah, you know, but I mean that this makes that opinion. makes these conversations not exciting when you just go biased on me because I'm not going biased we, on you, you do. We have Durant at 37, one and zero, and we're talking about sorry three and one. He's not the point. Guard. I understand, but you're talking about if you have the ball in your hand. He had the ball in his hand just as much. He shot more shots than James Harden and made the same amount. He had less rebounds, less assists, and had less passes in the game in total, right? So, I mean, I don't want to say – I'm not trying to tell you that James Harden is the coolest guy in the world, but when Kevin Durant or a LeBron James or a Steph Curry is on the bench mm-hmm. not in the zone while scoring 37 or scoring 40 points, 99% of the time I know you would sit, come out and be like, damn, look how much they're in the yeah. zone. So there's no reason – this is, this is the least – this is the one game specifically that I've watched with you on James Harden that – you should probably be the least critical. I mean, the guy was the only one on his team that showed up. I don't know well, what more you'd love from a guy. Maybe he's the only guy who showed up because he doesn't pass the damn ball unless there's four seconds left on the shot clock. Like, I, I'm not I, – I don't – that's what I saw. I saw a guy who holds the ball the whole possession, and then when does he pass it? Oh, when there's four seconds left on the shot clock. Okay, cool. Great job. Yeah, that's very that's biased. That's what I see. But that's fine. I mean, we'll go with biased answers here. We have uh, – the Warriors ruining the NBA. That's what it was. Is like literally they ruined the NBA because what you're talking about is what James Harden did is exactly what Kevin Durant did yesterday. Yeah. Same time of possession in their hand, probably. Probably not. Up. Absolutely not because he doesn't bring the probably ball is. up. Probably uh, is. Less passes. Kevin Durant had less passes mm-hmm. and just as much ISO time as James Harden. I can give you the numbers. And it, it's just that they ruined the NBA. Here's the thing. What do you want? What do you want the Rockets to do yesterday? You're guarding Kevin Durant, right? If you double team him, what's the problem? What's the problem? Yeah. You have you built a great team, so you're not if you mm. double team him. 
what's going to happen? Kind of, they a bought shooter. a great team. So they, they, bought, they built me, no, a great no, no, no. team. They built a great team. They didn't buy a great they team. They bought a great team. They built a great team when they went 73 and 9. I mean, they added and then, one free agent. Oh, okay. So if LeBron James joins the Rockets next year, it wouldn't be it'd just be one free agent. The the Rockets acquired James Harden. The Rockets acquired Chris Paul. Then they would acquire LeBron James. The the Warriors drafted Klay Thompson. Drafted Steph Curry. Drafted okay, pause Draymond right there. Green. Pause right there. Yeah. Okay, that was a seventy three and nine team. Yeah. That lost the championship. Draft, draft. That lost the championship. Yeah. And then what happened? Then they went and got one player. Yeah, and that's that's the whole difference here. So I saw a tweet yesterday that I loved. Want to know why I'm salty right now? This is by NBA Bulletin. It said, let me explain. Last year, we watched a 73-9 team add the second best player in the NBA, then nearly sweep through the entire playoffs, and I had to wait an entire year where there's maybe finally some competition, but nope, so far, nope, the NBA is broken. And this is what has ruined the NBA for me. Mm-hmm. We're talking about a team. Last year, they went 16-1 and in the playoffs. Yep. This year, so far, I think they are... Four, eight, nine, nine and two. Yeah. So we're talking about a team that's twenty-five and three, three. in the playoffs. I know. Since they the got la- Kevin Durant. Since they got Kevin Durant. To me, all three of those losses were kind of BS losses too. Yeah, they were. They just didn't care. If you actually think about those three losses, it was Game Four against San Antonio when they're up three zero. Game Three against the Pelicans up two zero, and Cavaliers yeah and last year up three zero. The Cavs one is because they have LeBron James. And, and he, who's the best player in the league. And he's going to get one win on okay. you. And the Pelicans one is because the Warriors shot like ass and the Pelicans shot lights out. Yeah, so exactly. literally, we have a team that could potentially, mm-hmm. in the last two years, have swept up through the playoffs each year. And for me, I think the reason that this is less, sometimes they get less um, love as like a Chicago Bulls team, as a... Lakers Showtime Lakers that Mm -hmm. you know have kind of had these similar two three year stretches is because we're instead of talking about a team like the Bulls or like the Lakers that was this gradual build up to this Mm -hmm. or you know like okay Lakers got Shaq and Kobe and now we're out here doing this we're talking about a team that won the championship went the next year went 73 and 9 and lost the championship to LeBron in a blown 3-1 lead and the guy who just joined them is not only the second best player in the NBA, mm-hmm. he's also the one that blew the 3-1 lead to that team that he probably should have beat when they were 73-9. and nine. And because of him, he blew that lead. And then he goes and joins them, and now we have this. Okay. So there have been dynasties. There have been the, the – not the Showtime Lakers, sorry, the early 2000 Lakers. There have been the Chicago oh, Bulls. Bulls. There have been the Miami Heat. The Bulls won six championships in eight years, and ratings were never higher. Yeah, Last but year there was we had never the a situation yeah. in the NBA. And this is like, there's no other way to explain it. And I think it's clearly obvious. Mm. I'm going to read this sentence. We watched a 73-9 and nine team add the second best player okay. in the NBA. That would be like Charles Barkley or Carl Malone joining the 72-10 and 10 Bulls. Mm-hmm. That would be something completely different than what the Bulls were, what the Lakers were with Shaq and Kobe, what LeBron, Bosh, and Wade were. Yeah. It's something that we've never seen before is the second best player in the NBA mm-hmm. go join a team who had the best record of all time. And by the way, not just the second best player in the NBA. Some may argue the best player in the NBA yeah. goes and joins the best team of all time record-wise. If this playoffs turns out what most of us think it is, if they sweep this or go five and then yeah. sweep or go five with the Cavs, I don't see why this should be that celebrated. Of a move, but oh, the move itself. The team should be celebrated, though. 
I mean, and I don't. Should it though? Yes, absolutely. What's celebrated about it? What's celebrated about it? This is like the actual millennial team, if you really want to think about it. Wait, so Kevin Durant should just stayed in Oklahoma City and dealt no. with Russell Westbrook? That's not what I said. Or should he go to a place? That's not what I said. This I is, know, I know. I've never criticized. I never criticized LeBron James for his moves. Yeah. I would never criticize. Um, I would never criticize a free agent like Carmelo right. Anthony for making a move so from Denver to New York. I'd never criticize Kevin Durant if he chose to join a different team. I never criticized. Uh, Shaq or Kobe for wanting to break up because they didn't work together. So you're criticizing Kevin Durant for making the best move possible. No, it, this it, is it, a little if different. If you want to look at it, it is the there best been, move possible. Correct or wrong? Isn't the point of playing these games and playing with his okay, team to then win George, championship? Okay, then That would be saying yeah. LeBron James's right move mm-hmm. that should never be criticized would be join the Warriors next year. Mm-hmm. And James Harden's right move next year would be also join the Warriors along with, let's just say, Paul George, fuck it, join the Warriors and have a team of Paul George, LeBron James, Kevin Durant, Steph Curry, Draymond Green, and Klay Thompson. Because the best move... There's no salary. There's salary cap. Okay, but the best move like doesn't always mean it's it it was the most competitive move. Or okay, the, it's not the most competitive move, but it and is And that's the why I don't move. celebrate it. You, you don't have to celebrate it. But if we're going to look back in NBA history, and you're going to regret not celebrating this stuff, just like the people who sit there and criticize LeBron James, you're watching the greatest basketball, the greatest basketball team of all time, and this, in my opinion, the second greatest basketball player of all time. And when we watch Jordan, he was the greatest basketball player of all time. Why do we celebrate LeBron James, who's the second best player of all time, the best player right now, but we don't celebrate the best team of all time? It's the best basketball team ever assembled. They well, play basketball you see, the right way. They were very celebrated in their 73 and 9 year and why why because they were the best basketball team of all time regular season wise and then they added kevin durant and they have become we're talking team. about two different things here man no, we're I'm, talking about you're talking about don't appreciate this you gotta appreciate yes. who said no appreciation you said not celebrated yeah, so completely different what, what do i not appreciate kevin durant as a basketball player no you do but the team you don't celebrate. the team i appreciate the team because they're gonna go down as the best team of all time right doesn't mean i'm gonna celebrate them i appreciate um, so you're being salty, just like no. I head. appreciate the Dallas Mavericks yeah. beating the Miami Heat. Did I? W- Your team, the Seattle SuperSonics, lost to the Bulls. Yeah. Do you appreciate the Bulls? And I celebrate the Bulls. I no, no. Do you appreciate them. the Bulls? Yes. Yes, but would you have rather had the Sonics win? Absolutely. But Correct. I still so I the celebrate this Warriors team. The great. You're not even letting me get to my point. So well, you asked me a question. I, ce- I had to answer it. I didn't ask you a question. Do you celebrate? You asked me. A yeah, question. but then you asked me a follow up. So let me get to my yeah, follow up. No, I was trying to get the answer your question. The Warriors are the greatest team of all time. That's like you saying it's bad for somebody to say Michael Jordan's the best player of all time, but not like him. It's okay to yeah, not. Oh, it's, it's totally fine. My thing is, the biggest thing is here. The Warriors are the best team of all time. That's awesome. That's fun. We're going to remember them as the best team of all time. But if you really don't think that what Kevin Durant did was extremely uncompetitive, Mm -hmm. and honestly, it's kind of a bitch move. Let's just be honest here for a second. It's kind of a bitch move to... I I talked about this with my mother yesterday again. And she said, I would never teach my son Uh to lose and go join... The team you couldn't okay. beat because this is why exactly bigger bitch move is if he sat there and listened to people say, you know what, if you went to Golden State, that's a bitch move, and he's like, okay, I'm not gonna go to Golden State because people are criticizing me. He doesn't give a shit what you think or yes, I think. Yes, he. Oh, 
He doesn't give a shit. No, no. Kevin Durant? Kevin Durant, oh this, Kevin Durant actually says he cares about what people think. He said his problem, the reason he was on Twitter, yeah. the reason he was doing that stuff is because he cares too much what people think. Okay, but he still made a decision that made him happy. It would have been a bigger bitch move if no, he No, no, no. He said, right. I don't understand why people do not support my decision. It makes me sad. Okay, fair That's enough. what he said. Did cool. he not say that? Yeah, yeah. You know what? At the end of the day, I really, really think it's funny that we keep criticizing him for it because he's on this team. What, 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 like, if he didn't go on this team, would it really make basketball better? Probably not. Yeah, by far. We'd have, whether, whatever team, how is probably not? Give probably me one not. reason. And I'll Why? Because no one cares about parody. Everyone acts like they love parody so much. You know what people like? They like dynasties. They like teams to root for. They like villains. Yesterday, I bet you the Warriors-Rockets game had the best ratings of a whole entire playoffs. LeBron James against the Celtics, they will have the best ratings in the whole entire playoffs. When you stack You teams, can't have two teams have the best. You can't have two series have the best ratings in the whole playoffs. Oh, I, I, yes, you can. Because if today, yesterday said it, yeah, and then that's tomorrow just, makes okay. it higher. So, of course, so, the NBA Finals is going to have the best. Game one, game two, game three, they're all going to have the so best no, rating. You know what? They won't. If LeBron James is not there, it won't. If the Houston Rockets somehow come back and beat the Warriors. If it's the Rockets and Celtics, it won't have the best ratings of all time. So at the end of the day, this is great for basketball. It sucks for people who love the NBA and want to see competition. But like I say all the time, it's good for business. If the Warriors are in the NBA Finals, it's good for business. If the Cavaliers are in the NBA Finals, at the end of the day, people love things that they know. And they hate the Warriors, and that helps. Hate also helps. At the end of the day, it was a dynasty before Kevin Durant joined. So... The be- second best player in the NBA joined a dynasty, a 73 and nine team mm-hmm. that had the best record of all time. That beat the Michael Jordan Bulls, 72 and lost 10 in the record. finals to LeBron James. Okay, so they had to, so they the best option for the second best player in the NBA is to go join the best team of all time. That, that's which, probably not the best option. Okay. That's that's up to your interpretation. But at the end of the day, I think he did the right thing for himself. We're not talking about the right thing for himself. If sports was about the right thing for himself, so you know what there would never be? Podcasts, TV shows, because nobody gives a shit what the right thing for himself was. Because players always say that. Whoa, man, if people just like understood what I wanted, does that matter to fans of Oklahoma City? Does that matter to Golden State? Like At the end of the day, if sports was about worrying about what the player wanted, we'd never have talk shows, we'd never have podcasts, we'd never have TV shows, we'd never have uh, disagreements in sports. Right. So, really, at the end of the day, as much as players always say, too, like, why criticize the player? Why criticize the player? Because otherwise there'd be no opinions in but life. You know, you're right. And guess what, Sammy? If, if Kevin Durant went to, I don't know, the Orlando Magic instead of the Warriors, it would be bad for our business. We'd probably talk about the Warriors less. We'd probably talk about Durant less. We'd probably talk about this less, too. So, like, it goes both ways. Like, yeah. I find it to be And that's movie. why I'm telling you, yeah. that's obviously yeah. why... It's probably one of the bigger bitch moves of all time is because it probably wouldn't be something people are still talking about two years later as, wow, he might have ruined the NBA if it wasn't a move that was somewhat questionable. And I don't mean questionable. We can keep talking about what they want, their feelings, this. We're talking about the NBA. We're talking about the fans of the NBA. We're talking about the the competition of the NBA. For him as a human being, yeah, you won a championship. You're about to win two. You could win five in a row if you stay on this team. Obviously, for his career, that's what's best. Right. But is that what's best for the parity of the NBA? No, is that what's best for not. the best player, LeBron James? 
No. Now, do I? Does Kevin Durant care what's best for the best no. player? No. Why are we still talking about the players' feelings? Because you just, no, no. You just said, is it best for the best player, LeBron James? No, but should Kevin Durant care what's best for LeBron James? Or I, should he care I, what's best for Kevin Durant? Let's move on. You're not listening to what I'm saying. No, I'm I saying. Just, I'm saying. Let's not talk about what the players think. I know. I'm talking about for the fan. For the fan, you got maybe the second best player of all time having to go against the best team of all time yeah. that adds the second best player in the NBA yeah. and has the third best player and maybe like the tenth and like the fifteenth. Mm-hmm. So like, forget what the players feel. Mm-hmm. What Kevin Durant feels. I'm saying, is it good for LeBron James in the in the future okay, of his legacy? No. No. Is it good for parity in the NBA? No. Is it going to be good if the Warriors just keep sweeping through the playoffs for four or five years and this team's together? Probably not at that point also. Yeah. So that's where it's a little interesting. I just think you have guys like Shaq and Charles Barkley, even yesterday, going on TV and saying this is depressing. And it is depressing. To be honest, for me, it's not fun to – actually, I think it's impressive, right? Mm-hmm. This is where we, I think things get twisted, the difference between fun, impressive, impressive. and like uh, – celebrate and appreciate okay i see no i I see where you is it impressive sure is it fun though no it is it's really not (laughs) you know what it is to me because i sat here all year and said i don't care what the rockets are doing once they get to the conference finals they're gonna lose in four or five games so it's fun for me maybe because of my i was trying to make a point but you could be right. It's not good for the NBA long term. Who cares about your point, though? I mean, it's I the do. Same. I no, care no, about cares? my point sometimes. I, why? Like, I, what, I do. Like, 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 for example, yeah. me and you argued for 30 minutes about you saying Washington's going to win in seven. Yeah. Right? Do I, did I care for my point that Toronto won? Not at all. Do I really no. care? Who cares for my point? I'm talking about the quality of basketball. I, I appreciate the Warriors, okay, because – I appreciate that I'm probably watching the best team of all time and I'm going to watch a documentary on them one day and be like, oh, I was in my 20s when I watched that. Yeah. That's awesome. Do I celebrate them? No, because I think they've ruined parody in the NBA. Is it cool that I watch watch this entire season and it might go to waste? Waste? How does it go to waste? If they, George, if they go go 28 and 3 in two years in the playoffs, because the second best player in the NBA joined the best record team of all time mm-hmm. to me i'm just going to say you ruined the nba you you see even nba players now that are ex-nba players say how depressing this is because it is a depressing thing to you it's depressing to me i lo- i love watching this excellence i think they play basketball the right way i think they play basketball the way basketball is meant to be played and i i'm enjoying it and you know what i think is going to happen i think what's the right way to play basketball the way they play basketball yesterday. i saw last night but for kevin durant sammy they did not play iso basketball this team last night they the- did they did not. When Kevin Durant had the ball in the post, they went ISO. But do you see how much they passed the ball? Come on. You know the Warriors Yesterday, they went ISO okay, with Kevin Durant ISO. a lot. They went, oh, of course, dude. Every team's going to go ISO sometimes. I know. But he, I, I mean, he, had, he, he shot the ball more than James Harden. So he had, he had a lot of ISO plays last night. What I'm saying is it's not that hard to play the right way and to be – like this has kind of been my point all along is everyone wants to say appreciate them because they play the right way. They win. They play hard. They're unselfish of a basketball team. Yeah. For me, like we've seen this with the Heat with three good players, right? Mm-hmm. With Dwayne play, Wade. And that's why I love that team. That team played basketball because LeBron yeah. James plays exactly the and right way. And now we're seeing it with four. To me, it's becoming kind of an overkill. And then we're going to see it with Durant, five one day. We won't. We'll we, I, you will see it with five one day. There's not going to be a situation where there's that many good players on one team. It's going to no, be really the Celtics tough. are almost there. My thing is, 
I appreciate this Warriors team. I think they're the best team of all time. For me, it's not that fun going to a series now where yesterday, like I said, yesterday we said we maybe have a series and we're probably not going to. And if the Cavs go to the finals or the Boston Celtics go to the finals, it goes in four or five. That would be a lot less fun for me than seeing, uh, for example, a seven-game series for the Warriors and Celtics, or the Warriors and the Cavs, like in 2016. Mm-hmm. What was a more fun finals to watch? Last year's 4-1 mm-hmm. Warriors victory or a seven-game series um, of the Cavs Warriors last year or 2015 even when it was a six-game series and LeBron willed this team to two wins against that team because LeBron's not going to do it. Will this team to two wins against this one? Yeah, I, I mean this team could have. I, I guess last year wasn't as fun as the year before. but Or the year before, I'm asking. Or also. the year before that, I guess. But, I mean, I don't know. I still – I'm enjoying this. I really am. Okay, but you answered my question. I was just asking. Yeah, but it was what? more fun. Yeah, yeah that, that was more fun. But that's also – if LeBron James didn't alienate maybe Kyrie Irving and they had Kyrie Irving this year. And it may, and it make no that, difference. It might make a difference. Because last year's final, I know it went five games. But you know there was a couple of games that could have went either way. Yeah. My, last thing I'm going to say about this: the reason this Kyrie thing doesn't matter. Kevin Love got worse this year. He did. LeBron yes, James is older and has more mileage this year. Yeah. Um, Kyrie Irving also is very injury prone, and he did get hurt in Boston. That's he probably fair. was going to get. He was supposed to get knee surgery to start the year and didn't. Yeah. He was probably going to be out anyways this year. Here. Yeah, that's very fair. Um, that's fair. This team. My thing is, man. Like, if I go back to 2011. Every single finals, probably from 2011 on, mm-hmm. was more entertaining than last year's finals. The star power was not as entertaining yes. La- uh, in all those other years, maybe. Because last year you had Kevin Durant, Curry, Kyrie, True. LeBron. But the series itself, you go to the Dallas Mavericks-Miami Heat series. The fact that Dallas was able to beat that Miami team, mm-hmm. that's more entertaining than last year's finals. OKC's first time in the finals of James Harden five, Westbrook five, five game series because yeah, but cause they what, won what, game one. They won game. They did. So win that game was one, a lot more entertaining when you saw the first. Because we're not talking about a series of like we were talking about that young team's first time in the finals against LeBron James. Mm-hmm. It was definitely more entertaining than last year's final where you got a game three victory and you kind of knew it was a five one series. That OKC won game one that series, and then you had this two Spurs series which were very entertaining. You had Cleveland Golden State 2015. The Cleveland Golden State in 2016, very entertaining. Last year's finals to me, after game one, was just a slight, like, oh, this is going to happen. Like, it's just going to be boring. Yeah, I mean, that, that, if you find that, I, I don't find it boring. I find it highly entertaining, personally. I, I really do. I love watching this team play. I'm not talking about the team. I'm talking about the series. The That's, series is not that entertaining, though. Like uh, if they sweep the Rockets, is it that is the series entertaining? I don't know. Yeah, if you have four games that we got last night, is it that entertaining of a series? Last night's game was highly entertaining until the fourth quarter where they went up twelve. Yeah, yeah. I just I think Kevin Durant. When I say ruin the NBA, I guess the best way to look at it now is stop thinking about it as like a hate or as a uh, slight on their excellence because I understand their excellence. I say they ruin the NBA in the sense of entertainment oh, I, purposes. Oh, I know exactly what you mean by that. Yeah, yeah like yeah, I, absolutely. I, and, I'm I'm not, not, and I'm not disagreeing with you, but I'm still enjoying it till today. I, but I, there's going to be a certain point where they become so ridiculous that like, if they do this again next year, which I don't think they will, I think something's going to happen. A team is either going to become way better or they're going to get fatigued. Something might change. But if, if it keeps so. going over and Clay over. Clay Thompson last night on TNT. Yeah. 
they asked him about why is he looking to sign a contract. He's like, I don't need all that money. I'm just going to sign here. We're going to keep winning championships, hopefully. And I was like, fuck, dude. <laughs> God damn. Like, that's what they're going to do. They're yeah. all just going to take enough money, and they're going to win four or five straight finals. And it's going to be to a point for me. Th- th- that's the one thing I want to clarify, people, because I don't hate KD, and I don't hate Steph Curry. I actually like Steph Curry now compared to what I used to feel about Steph Curry. I actually kind of like him a lot. I just feel like my entertainment purposes have been slightly ruined. I mean, last year's finals was not a fun finals to watch. Neither was the semifinals in the West, the quarterfinals, um, any of the <laughs> any of the rounds. Yep. This year, Pelicans Warriors series was a blah. The Spurs Warriors have been blah, and so far it looks like the Rockets Warriors, which was supposed to be a fun series, is going to be a boring ass series. Mm-hmm. I'd prefer an NBA where. I don't care if LeBron's losing or who's winning or who's losing, just some competition. And Fair at enough. this point, we might not get any competition. All right. Let's get to comments, give our quick prediction for tonight, and sign off. Nick Frankel said differences. He's also, uh, don't forget, Nick Frankel is a strong Warriors fan since he was a child. Differences Harden holds the ball till there's five seconds left on the clock, then goes. If he gets stopped, then he passes, absolutely screws his teammate over because they have to throw up something. I completely agree. I mean, he holds it till 12. It's part of their offense, and they won 65 games doing it. Also, remember, it's against the Warriors. I mean, we're everything you compare. LeBron James could be the greatest player of all time, possibly. And we're going to see him maybe face the Warriors this year and get swept. Yeah. And so, nothing, for me, nothing. The, War, the Rockets just beat the Minnesota Timberwolves with three potential stars, two all-stars. In then, five games. And they played Utah, who has Donovan Mitchell, Mitchell. A, who beat OKC, who had three stars, maybe two stars, whatever you want to consider it, in five games because what they're doing is fine. But once again, they're playing damn Warriors. We're going to see LeBron James. Everyone's going to criticize LeBron James for getting swept or losing in five to the Warriors and be like, he holds the ball, he does this. But, of course, we're going to praise him for the Indiana series, the, this series, the next series because – Well, we'll see what happens tonight, but I, I, which I think he's – I think we're going to – by the way, I, I know this is way off topic, but we're going to have a monster performance for LeBron tonight. I think so. My biggest thing just in general is we, we're going to criticize everybody that plays the Warriors. Right. And outside of the Warriors, they're usually doing – something actually very successful. So it's kind of frustrating. Except the Rockets. This team is not that successful. This is the Phoenix Suns. No, no, this is the Phoenix Suns team. I'm not saying they're not successful, but this is not a championship type of team. That's just my opinion. Yeah, if the Warriors were not in the NBA, if the Warriors, like George, let's, you're right. They're not a championship team because literally they're not. Let's pretend Kevin Durant wasn't on the Warriors. Yeah. The Rockets would be the favorite to win a championship this year. Once again, I don't think they would beat. Uh, if there was an NBA Finals, I don't think they beat the Cavaliers. I really don't. Okay, but I don't think this is a championship. Team. Okay, but if Kevin Durant, the second best player, didn't join the best record team of all time, who's the favorite out of the West this year? Probably, probably the Rockets. Probably the Rockets. That's all I'm saying okay. is that you they, can't say that's wrong of them, the way they play basketball. I mean, and there's no way to ever like project this. But my my point is, I don't think this team is built to win a championship. I would never build a championship team this way. Okay. That's just me. Well, then and I'm, we then I'm going to say Boston's built wrong if they lose to the Cavs. That's not how it works. It is because if LeBron James is not there, guess where they're going to be? Okay, but at the end of the day, the the, the, the Celtics one day will get out of it. They're building the right way. They're a young team. This is a veteran team in the Rockets. I don't know what they're going to do. If they add LeBron James, 
Would they beat the Warriors? Probably not. <laughs> <laughs> Jesus. All right, let's get to the comments. Nick Franco said, so should the Warriors be celebrated because they should not be celebrated because they were able to make themselves better? What team would not do that? Once again, this is a pretty simple concept. If I was the owner of the Warriors, the GM of the Warriors, and Kevin Durant came up to me and said, can you join the team? What the fuck would I say? Probably yes. Yeah. It, this is pretty obvious. There's a di- – like, I, I, this is where um, I feel like so many things get twisted in sports. For example, when George says LeBron James is the second best player of all time, some people might be offended by that because – A lot of people do get yeah, offended. We're, once again, saying – the Warriors cheated the system. You can get offended, but it's correct. But that doesn't mean what they did was wrong. Right. But they technically cheated the system. If you built the greatest team of all time, it's not cheating the system, but it's taking advantage of your opportunity, which kind of ruined the NBA. Doesn't mean what they did was wrong. Doesn't mean what they did with, was frowned upon even. It's just something that kind of sucks for the pure NBA fans that want to watch competitive basketball. It sucks. Doesn't mean they did anything wrong. So when I say they shouldn't be celebrated, I don't mean they shouldn't be like given their championship. The word d- d- bitch move. That oh, that was a bitch like, move. That sounds like you're saying it's something wrong. Is doing a bitch move right or wrong? It could be 100 percent right. Okay, that's fair. That, What's I, wrong with a bitch move? Because it has a bad connotation. So when someone uses that connotation, I'm assuming it's not a good thing. I'm assuming. People say LeBron going to Miami is a bitch move. I thought it was a bitch move, too. He left his hometown team. Doesn't mean it was the wrong thing. Okay. It's the bitch move. It doesn't mean it's wrong. I don't think it was. It's obviously a bitch move. Enjoying the best team of all time. I hope, I hope one day, George, uh, you know, one day somebody's better than us at podcasting, so you just quit our show and go join them so you could just leave your teammates and be like, God, they beat us. I got to join them. Completely That'd be the different. same exact thing. All right. What's different? What's different? He maybe didn't like him playing for Russell Westbrook. Maybe he didn't want to live in Oklahoma City. I mean, there's so many different things. Maybe he wanted to, He loves technology. Maybe he wanted to be, other options. Maybe he wanted to be in Silicon Valley. Maybe he wanted to live in San Francisco. Like, that, I don't know. I just don't find it to be a bitch move. I just find it to be like a... A very non-competitive move. move he went him. and became a... I don't know. Like, if he, if he was working at Mom and Pops's... Computer uh, store not gonna let that happen because usually when I compare it to business, you say it's different. So, well, I'm using your comparisons. Well, no, it's different because it only works for you. Uh, apparently, that's how it works. <laughs> William said, "KD, KD, KD. KD is such a just a dude. <laughs> this guy, this guy." And uh, the problem is, yesterday, all over Twitter, see, look at their stats. KD in game one definitely better than LeBron James now, and okay. I'm like, just stop, like. Just stop with this LeBron James stuff. Is that and why KD. you hate him so much? No. I, I, I don't like the move he made. I don't hate him. I think he is the second best player in the NBA. Mm-hmm. You don't even think he's the second best player in the NBA. No. I have a higher regard to Kevin Durant's game than you do. I know. George thinks he's maybe not I'm even the best. I'm a person. I'm not talking about a basketball no, player. I, I think that's why what I'm saying is definitely taken out of context. Because you think Anthony Davis or Steph Curry is the second best player in the NBA. Yeah, but I mean, I think it's like they're all like kind of jumping. Who do together. you think the second best player in the NBA is? <laughs> I don't know, man. Sometimes people like last night. Now I kind of think it's Kevin Durant. It's obviously but, Kevin Durant, but, but, but he's not the second most. Imp- I think Curry's more important. Right, forget importance. <laughs> Who's the best second best player in the NBA? It's probably Kevin Durant right yeah, now. Like second 
best. Yeah. But that's second most important. Okay, second best player. That's what bothers me is the fact that the second best player joined possibly the other second best player on the best team of all time. Like but the second best player joined the second most important player. At the time, Curry was maybe the second best player in the NBA. And then yeah, Dev Ram- no, I'm just saying, like, right now, I think Curry's the second most important player in the league after LeBron James. But Kevin Durant's the second most talented player in the league. Yeah, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to make this simple for, for the viewers, too. Is if you think I'm, I hate the Warriors, right? You do. Or, no, no, I don't hate the Warriors. I don't like Kevin Durant's move. I think if I hated the Warriors, I would make stupid predictions like the Cavs are going to beat them in the finals yeah. if I hated them. Because I used to hate them and I used to make those kind of predictions like Warriors are going to lose to the Cavs because I'm like, fuck the Warriors. The Warriors are the best team in the NBA, best team in NBA history. They have the second and third best player in the NBA. I don't care about Harden, Westbrook, Anthony Davis. Curry is the second best player. If Durant wasn't on the Warriors and Curry can have a couple more shots, he wouldn't have those cold nights like he did right, last night. Right, like last night, he's like, I don't need to warm up. The problem is when Durant's hot, Curry's not getting to shoot his ridiculous shots as often, mm-hmm. and he doesn't get in that rhythm sometimes. And guess what's going to happen? There's going to be a game where Durant shoots kind of poorly, and Curry's going to make his ridiculous shots. They're the best team in the NBA. They're the best team of all time. Durant's the second best player in the NBA. Curry's the third best player in the NBA. But I think Durant's move, I'm going to stop calling it a bitch move. It was an uncompetitive move that tarnished competition in the Western and Eastern Conference Finals as a whole for like the NBA. A question. Like, isn't that the goal, right? I mean, isn't LeBron James' goal to destroy the competition? I don't know. I know Kobe Bryant might be the most competitive player of all time. He could have just played fun for the fun role of him and Shaq forever and destroyed the competition. You know what he did as a man? He said, I want to destroy the competition. Kevin Durant kind of did the opposite and said, I can't beat this competition. And he actually was up 3-1. That's honestly, out of all things for me, George, the number one problem I have with Kevin Durant is the fact that he was up 3-1 to them the year before. Because if Steph Curry, for example, blew a 3-1 lead to LeBron and went and joined the Cavs that year, that would have been a frowned upon move, just like the KD move. But people act like now we should make it okay that Kevin Durant's doing this. And he should have, first of all, he could have beat that Warriors team. And so why'd you go join him? That's where I'm not understanding. I still think he's the second best player in the NBA by far, though. All right. Just shouldn't have joined this team. Uh, Queen Kira said, oh, no. William said, LeBron joined Wade Bosch and then joined Kyrie Love. It's not KD fault that LeBron's team didn't win 73 games. LeBron could have, but he took games off. Uh-oh. What? <laughs> no, no. I mean, the, the move's different. If you... If you really break it down, let's yeah. just keep it simple. I don't want to argue this because I find it ext- – if you look at it on paper, it's the most simple thing in the history of NBA, of NBA arguments, right? Like the, the, the GOAT debate. Is it that simple? It's not really that simple. There's so many different eras you right. can talk in this. The GOAT debate's actually not simple at all because you can argue stats. You can argue dominance. This is an extremely simple argument. Mm-hmm. We have LeBron – Joined a team in Miami, right? That had Dwayne Wade. They were, I think, that were they? Did they even make? They didn't make the playoffs before he joined them. I'm not sure. Or they were the eight seed. They brought in Bosch, who was like a two-time All Star at the time, from a losing Toronto team, and they made a great team, right? In the other case, you had uh, you had him come back, join a Kyrie who was a absolute twenty win a game, twenty win a year guy, and bringing Kevin Love, who was a his best season was a 500 year, right? Yeah. And make this team into a good team. 
that is, whether it's very or slightly, it is a little different than it joining is, the 73 and 9. It's different, yeah. but it's but you got to also realize like oh they didn't build this team they wouldn't have got like you said that about the warriors for a second like they wouldn't have brought a guy lebron brought people together and kevin durant was brought yeah they him. didn't build that team yeah who the warriors the heat didn't build it yeah. the cavs didn't build it right. the warriors built it and then made it a non-built team now when kevin durant joined yeah but you never criticized they built the foundation but you never criticized lebron for going to build to building teams you criticize Kevin Durant for going. So that that's where the similarities are. But there are differences. All right. No, the big difference is LeBron went and built a team. Okay. okay? Well, you don't want me to tell you what the difference? No, 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 I'm listening. LeBron went and built a team. What did KD do? He went to a team. That was already built as the best team of all time, okay. record-wise. So yeah, that's the are, big difference. There are big differences and there are similarities. I mean, there's no two things are ever going to be the same. There yeah, are and, uh, yeah. There, who said there's not similarities? People just say if you're gonna criticize one, you gotta criticize the other. No, That's not true. What you want I'm to just saying if you don't see a difference in a guy going and building a team of three stars compared to a guy joining a team that has three stars that have the best record of all time, that's a little different than building it. Because yeah, the Warriors, don't get me wrong, the Warriors were built yeah. with Curry, Thompson, Green. That was a built team as the best team in all time. And then the second best player in the league said, I'm going to join that. That's okay. a little different than bringing together two guys with you, right? Yeah, there's are, like I said, there's also, there are differences, but I think there are also similarities. And I think I, I, I can find reasons to criticize and praise both. I can't. Everyone can. I know. But you can't. I don't think it's a very comparable oh, thing to I, talk I think about. It, I think it is, but... It, What's comparable about it? Like I just said, there are similarities. I can compare to similarities. Both had to go choose a different place to go win a championship. They both had okay, to join all-stars. Every all -stars. single player in the history of the NBA that's left in free agency chooses a team to go win a championship or builds a team to win championships, which is, I think, a little different than joining a team who already won a championship and then was 73-9 and nine and lost oh, in yeah. Game 7 of the finals. There are differences. And so the similarity is the same similarity that any free agent in the history of the NBA has ever had, right? No, absolutely not. I think LeBron, LeBron James, is the move to, to Miami was one of the first in history where you went and like created a super team by yours. Well, Kevin Garnett had to drop his no trade class to join yeah, the Celtics. And, I'm saying like when three free agents And like he chose requested that. So, I mean, Kevin Durant, the Boston Celtics, when uh, Charles Barkley went to Houston, it already had happened. He's like 36 at that point. Okay. Yeah, it was out. So, Dwayne, I, I mean, we can agree to disagree. I find similarities. You don't. I mean, we, you, you, you don't like to compare them. I do. That's the difference. I do compare them. Yeah, I'm just you saying don't think it's, they're comparable. No, I didn't say. I, I said there's not that strong of similarities. Okay. There's similarities, but you could have a, you can have like two things are coffee, but they're completely different coffees. You know. But they're both coffees. Yeah, they're both free agent moves, but one's like a I'm joining the best team of all time, and one's I'm bringing a team together. If Steph Curry and Kevin Durant went and met in L.A. as a built and built that team, that's a very different than him joining a team that just went 73 and nine. That's staying intact. Okay. Is what I'm saying. King Kyrie said, "Golden Era Warriors in four or five, and Celtics in four or five too." I think that's a bold Celtics prediction. Me too. I would still take. Uh, I think Cavs in six. I would not take them. In, I'd probably take them in seven or Celtics in seven. I think it's going to go seven yeah. games. Kira said, with that logic, should the U.S. give more parity to the world or should we appreciate and celebrate the greatness of the USA as a world superpower? Celebrate excellence. 
Well, I don't like to compare life and death to like because I mean now we're talking about people's lives versus basketball. Yeah, I mean like if we give more parity to the world, now we're talking like, uh, our national our, security. Safety. Yeah, our safety. Yeah, I, I don't like that comparison. I understand what you're saying. Yeah, I don't know that one. I guess because I do celebrate greatness in that sense, and I do celebrate. I'm telling you, I do celebrate greatness. I think it's cool to have greatness. I celebrate the Patriots. Yeah. If people think I don't like super teams. Then you're strongly mistaken because I'm, I love the Yankees always. I, I love the Yankees. I love the Patriots. I think you just don't like the Warriors because they're keeping LeBron from winning more championships. That's my opinion. I could be wrong. No, nah, I don't care about that. What does LeBron's championships do for me long term? You know what I appreciate? I would have appreciated the seven-game series that we had in 2016 and LeBron losing mm. more than if LeBron joined the Warriors instead of Kevin Durant and just swept through the competition okay. every That's year. That's fair. That's very fair. Uh, William said, you guys played one-on-one basketball before, right? When you get tired of driving the rim, what do you give yourself a break? You take a jump shot, and that's why the Warriors team will last for a while, because they can shoot. Shout out to Swaggy P. Yeah, and this is why I – I mean, me and George slightly disagree on this. He thinks they're not going to last that long. No, because I just I, – I don't understand how they're going to continue to keep these guys on these low paychecks. Like, someone's gonna, Is someone going to get an ego at some point? No, because these guys know that they've pretty much – when I say cheated the system, by the way, I don't mean they actually cheated anything. I just mean, like, uh, they didn't cheat the system, but they like they found the cheat code. You know, like, okay, we're this, we're weirdly similar in personalities where we don't care about the alpha thing. So we're weird. weirdly similar in personalities where we just want to hoop and not talk too much. And let's not forget we're, about Draymond, who's just like he's the perfect person. For that team, he's the greatest role player in the league, and you don't need shots for him, but he's no. still going to get you ten boards, ten and assists. And he knew. By the way, I forgot to say this on the show. What he did yesterday is genius. He knew he wasn't getting thrown out, <laughs> which is also another big thing about this series that really that bothered me yesterday. The officiating is yeah. any other player in the NBA is thrown out. Yesterday. But he knew he wasn't going to get thrown out. Yeah, which is really an odd thing because usually a team like the Warriors that are, are the villains would get thrown out immediately yeah. except for Draymond Green. And you know like this that's one thing I do like about this Warriors team which is maybe why I like them so much. Even though they're like a finesse team, they led the league in technicals and ejections. Like they still have that punk edge to them. Yeah, which I, I do like that. I like Draymond's my favorite player on that team. Yeah, I know. I hate him but love him because he's cool. He fucking doesn't care what anyone says. I know. And that's why I, I like Draymond He's like, I'm here. I'm a role player. There's a huge difference between a guy like Draymond staying on a team like this and yeah. saying, I'm going to rack up championships because like, I'm slightly above average and I'm going to rack up championships and rack up all-star appearances yeah. and be a Hall of Famer than a KD being like, whew, this seems nice. Like, Yeah, but it does seem nice. Like, I mean, that's like the nicest yacht. And you're like, can I get on that? Can I get on a ride? All right, I'm cool. Yeah, listen, I'm not saying I would never do what KD did, but I would totally understand. If you're my brother and I'm in the NBA – and I went and joined the Warriors like KD did, mm -hmm. I would totally understand if you were like, wow, Sammy, that was such a bitch move. And I would have been like, yep. Because yeah. I would expect my father to be like, don't join the team that you just blew a 3-1 lead to. And I'd be like, well, I'm, I'm going to win it. rings. Right. So that's why when I say it's a bitch move, I've done things that are bitch moves before probably in my life many times. Doesn't mean it was the wrong thing. Okay. I mean, everybody does things that were probably less masculine or less competitive. I think you just summed it up in the best way you've ever summed it up, by by the way. What? That just your whole sentence or just a whole explanation. Everybody does things that are yeah, maybe no, I, less masculine or like, less competitive or like the easy I, way I, out. I kind of completely agree. With, I mean, I completely agree with you how you stated it there. 
Yeah, like you might do it too, but you'd understand if people were like, "Come on, that was kind of a bitch move." And you're it's like, almost yeah, like I'm gonna go to a girl analogy. Like you might like date someone who's like a piece of shit, and like you're like, "Dude, she's fucking hot," and everyone's like, like "Dude, that's the easy like answer." Like you, she's bad for you, and you're, you're like, like, "She's fucking hot." Yeah, sorry, <laughs> like <laughs> my bad, and you're like, "Yeah, I'd probably do it too." Yeah, and that's why I don't like what Katie did, but. I don't blame him for it. I've never blamed KD. I just think he ruined everything because he doesn't care. And that's a good thing for him not to care. He yeah. just doesn't give a shit. But see, you just said the same thing. But he does care. But he doesn't care. But, but he kind of does. He doesn't care that he ruined the NBA. Right. But I, that's why I would never blame him. He knows it wasn't the most competitive or masculine right. move or the most likable move. But he doesn't care that... That was the thing. Absolutely. He's just shocked that people were so critical, which right. I'm, not, I'm shocked that he was shocked. Yeah, but let's, let's run through these before the draft lottery starts. Queen Kier said, Katie is like those geniuses from India who brain, brain drain their country to become CEO of Google in California. It's kind of similar. He was ambitious and rightfully so. That's a great point. A great way to put it. Like I've been trying to say, I don't have anything wrong with a guy being ambitious. That's you. Go for it. Do it. Doesn't mean it was the coolest or most masculine okay. or most competitive move. I, no, I, like I said, you like I think we've come full circle in this conversation. I'm such a competitor that would never fucking join a team that I blew a three one lead to, and I don't think you would either. That's my point. I bet you might. I would never. You know that. I've lost many games to people in, in many different AAU teams, many different high school teams. There was never once I lost a game to a team, and I know you would never and be like I could join them. <laughs> could you imagine? Uh, Johnny said, I hate the Warriors. Houston in seven. My guy. <laughs> Warriors in four, as I've been telling everyone for so long. George, George, I love how loud you get when you say something right. But like when you get something wrong, you just never talk about it. Again. <laughs> that's, my, that's what I do. Or be transparent. Don't be like KD. William said, so if KD would have went to the Cavs, what would be his knock? That he joined LeBron James, the best player in the NBA? I think KD and LeBron should join each other in L.A. next year. <laughs> okay, see, but that's also different than what KD did, once again. Like, we're talking about if KD joined Kyrie, LeBron, and Kevin Love, yeah, that would have been just as ridiculous as what he did with the Warriors. Now, yeah. if KD and Paul George or KD and LeBron went and met up in New York – it's a lot different than joining the best team of all That'd time. That'd be kind of cool in New York. Yeah, yeah but it's, it's a lot different than joining the best record team of all time. Like, that's... It's it's different. It's completely different. I mean, it's not even... I don't find it completely different. I find it different. That's the only difference. William said, that's it, George. I was like, 10 minutes ago, I don't know what that means. And I said, and here, I said, compare it when you can keep factors variables at a constant while looking for the standout. All right, we're getting the math equations and shit now. We got the draft lottery coming up. Keep the variables constant. A free agent. That's like I was saying. Yeah. A free agent going somewhere. There's free agents. There's a difference between a free agent going to a team, adding people. The, the constant's the free agent. A team. We're going to a team. Here's the variables. They're not complete. Mm -hmm. You add pieces. Let's see if we make it work. The, another consistent variable is Kevin Durant, a free agent. Let's go to a team that's the best record of all time and has the other best player in the NBA. That's where I find the difference. But they both have similarities. They're both free agents. They're both joining good teams. Mm -hmm. But one's joining the best and one's making a team. One's trying to make the best. And at the end, they're all trying to achieve the same goal. 
No one's ever tried to make a free agent team like that Warriors team. There's no, no possible, one, no possible not way. Not two, not no, three. No, there's no way to construct four. it like they the Warriors. They tried to, though. They tried to construct with the, the Warriors have constructed four All-Stars, the Heat three. Yeah, because there was no, there's no possible way of constructing four in one free agent signing. All right. That's why I'm saying it's not possible to construct it that way. It's okay, possible to join it as a one guy. Nate said, Harden versus the whole team, man. Come on. Harden can't do everything. KD to the Wizards. Braun back to Miami. LOL. That'd be kind of cool if LeBron went back to Miami. It'd be all right. I want Braun back to Miami. Uh, KD's not going anywhere. He just wants to win championships. Yeah. KD ruined the NBA. The Warriors ruined the NBA. The Warriors, without KD, were the perfect team for the NBA. Like, amazing. Could possibly lose to a guy like LeBron. Now they can't. True. It's pretty disappointing. Well, I hope you guys enjoy. We'll be back tomorrow. Um, enjoy the rest of the NBA season where the Warriors are going to win. Maybe their next seven games and end the season or pretty Or seven quickly. out of their next eight or seven out of their next nine. I know. Uh, the well, season's but, but, over. By the way, thank you. Uh, welcome to the club. I mean, I just want to say one thing. Like, I, I know I've been uh, – it's not over yet. Who knows if Rockets win games. It's over now. A different, I, that's how I feel too. But if Rocket fans want to, you know, sit there and grasp on straws, go ahead. But my point is, you know, like, you might be right. Like, it'd probably be better if it wasn't over. But it is. No, the NBA season's over. So I, w- I want you to welcome to the NBA season's over club, which I joined at the beginning of the season where I said the season's over before the season started, barring injury, and here we are. I am an optimistic person. I try to have optimism through our entire season. I try to have optimism through the playoffs. I try to have optimism through the finals. I try to have optimism so yesterday, in LeBron James. I try to have optimism in the Warriors. What changed is, like I've been saying all show, and this is not hate. This is just... No, no, it's fine. The, here's the Kevin Durant thing that I think the difference is. I, I don't have hate towards what Kevin Durant did. I have... Animosity? I have depression in the NBA season. Kind of like Charles Barkley and Shaq said, this is depressing. Yeah. I don't like what Kevin Durant did for my entertainment. It's not okay. that I disagree with what he did as a human being. For my entertainment, you ruined it. The NBA season's over. LeBron James is not winning this year. Boston's not winning this year. The Rockets aren't winning this year. Kevin the Durant, Rockets win any game this singer, series? maybe one okay. if they want to hand up one. And maybe the Cavs or Boston will win it. Kevin Durant has single-handedly, until he leaves this Warrior team or somebody leaves this Warrior team, has ruined the NBA season, the NBA playoffs, and the NBA entertainment. Kevin Durant has ended this year. Because of what he did, You're we're right. not going to see a competitive series by the Warriors. We're not going to see a fun finals. We're not going to see a fun semifinals. The most entertainment we're going to get is LeBron James going through Indiana, going through Toronto in a sweep, and then going through Boston if he can, and if not, losing to him. That's the most entertainment we're going to see through this playoffs. And, may- and maybe Draymond Green and Chris Paul get in a brawl. Maybe, yeah. <laughs> that would be entertaining. It's It's... it's it's um, it's depressing. I'm not being a hater. Queen Care said, don't be a hater. I'm not being a hater. I'm being a, what's the word, the, a realist. I can be a, a, like. You're making me depressed right now. No, it's a, it, for me, is it being a hater being real? No, 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 you're, no, no you're not hating I'm at not all. I'm not being now. a hater. You're, once actually, you're again, actually giving the highest praise right yeah, now I've ever heard you get. To, yeah, to Queen Care's point, once again, like, I'm not being a hater. I'm saying Kevin Durant is the second best. And I think Steph Curry is the third best player in the NBA. But they have ruined the NBA. And that's yeah. actually, that's the opposite 
of being a hater. That is giving them the utmost respect respect on them being the best team in the history of NBA. And uh like it's it's depressing. The season's over. We're not going to see a competitive series from the Warriors. It's over. And if you think it's hating, is this it's a not rever- hating. Is this like a reverse jinx? No. Okay. This, this NBA season's over. Kevin Durant has ruined the NBA for viewing purposes. He hasn't. He's getting his rings. He's doing what's best as him for a person. So if anybody says I'm hating, you're not. Yeah, I, you're being, I'm gonna. You are. I'm being, gonna refute it. You, you are being depressing. Yeah, <laughs> you're depressing and, me and right Queen now. Queen Kier said, "Look at it this way: the guy is free to do whatever he wants. I haven't said anything different. I think you're overlooking this now." And she said, "Don't let his decisions bother you too much. His decision is not bothering me. His the result is the result's bothering me. His decision <laughs> is totally fine. If you want to go to the NBA, <laughs> if the best team, and you want to win championships and be the man and get your rings, I'm all for it. You did it. You're ruining my viewing purposes. <laughs> I'm over with the NBA season." <laughs> I'm not being a hater whatsoever. I am being a realist. <laughs> wow, this was. And Queen Kier said, "Be cool, Sammy." I'm being as cool as I can. I actually <laughs> earlier in the this season I was authentic. like, "If you guys don't live with Sammy, this is Sammy. This is authentic. It's something. He's just like, I'm done. <laughs> this is like if I have a bad thing happen in the family and I'm just spilling out the beans. If I have, like if some, I if I give up on like my like, job, if I gave like up on something. Sammy, when this studio like got broken into, like. This sucks. Yeah. I don't know what to do. And I just talk it out. And Queen Kier said, be cool, Sammy. And she said, LOL now. I am being cool. <laughs> Honestly. Being very cool. I, I went from a point in the show today of extreme anger we at the Warriors. We talked it out. And I talked it out to, dude, the guy did what he wanted in his career. Good for him. Honestly, <laughs> he's going to win multiple championships. I'm so happy for him. <laughs> but he ruined TV for me. <laughs> he ruined what are we gonna do, man? Warriors and four. <laughs> what is, you know what sucks? The only thing that sucks about this is that I have nothing to talk about for like two weeks. I know, and so no, Warriors and, and four because the series could end on Monday, next Monday, and then we have to wait ten games. You know what it? our best option is, and I know everyone's gonna say, "Oh, the why would you hate for Durant's move?" Once again, I'm not hating on Durant's move. He made the best business decision. Yeah, he just ruined it for me. The best option is that the Cavs get swept, the Rockets get swept, and LeBron joins the Rockets. That is the best possible option for I, the NBA. I completely agree. And I don't want him to go to the Rockets, but for viewing purposes, I will also, other than joining a bunch of stars in LA. You get it now. Okay, here you go. What he just said. Yeah. What he just said. No, no, I'm, for with, anybody you I'm yeah. with you now. Okay, no, for anybody that questions what I've been saying, and me and George have been disagreeing no, on Dane, it. No, nothing is possible yeah. against the Warriors possible. team. As I've been saying the whole year, they're going to sweep the game. What George has been disagreeing with me on all along, I think he understands yes. now, no, I is that, understand now. listen, the last thing in the world that I wanted was KD to join the Warriors, yeah. but he did, and it ruined viewing purposes. The last thing you want is LeBron to join the Rockets. But if that's what's best for the NBA, you're going to be just chill with it. Because guess what? The last thing I want in the world, in the entire world, is like LeBron and Steph Curry to team up somewhere, right? Somehow next year. But if that's what makes competition work, I would be all for it. Oh, uh, you this know LeBron should just join the fucking Warriors. And it's just no, this that would make it all worse. <laughs> no, just and then they don't. No, no. They, don't, they play the NBA All Star team. The, the only sliver of hope we have left is LeBron goes Michael Jordan mode and just or like Kobe mode, which I think he's trying. It just doesn't yeah. work at this point with yeah, when the you Warriors. Throw the ball and it's like J.R. Smith is yeah hungover. He's trying to go mode of I'm going to win it by myself, and I think it might get him a game against the Warriors. That'd be a big feat. And so, 
I've given up on the season. I've given up on the next three years until something somebody leaves that team. Or a new, new super team is created. Our best option is that the Rockets get swept, the Cavs get swept, and it gives the utmost reason for LeBron to be like, okay, it's okay to join the Rockets now. Or maybe joins, maybe joins the uh, Celtics. <laughs> I wouldn't like that move either. Yeah. It'd be like a KD move. But yeah, honestly, at this point, it. like you said, I wouldn't like it. and I. Th- so that's how you know what I'm saying about KD. I'm not trying to hate. I'm just saying it was bad for basketball. I love LeBron, and I think it's probably not a good move. I think it's a bad move. I think it's a bitch move if he joined the Celtics. Goes back and joins Kyrie. I, and there's no rumors of him going to the I know, South, but, but yeah. I would say that's a bitch move. But is that what's best for basketball? Yeah. Yes. So KD, fuck off <laughs> for going to the Warriors. But you ruined basketball. But... Once again, like Watch I've been the saying. the Rockets blow them out in game two. And then the Warriors would be given the next three. Let's go to a couple comments before we go. Dane said, my guys, it's been a minute. How are we doing? What's, up, What's good, bro? He said, don't leave. I just got on. Well, we were about to, but then we – I got real. But the NBA draft lottery is in right now. Uh, he said, NBA Finals 2018, Cavs in seven. If the Cavs go to game seven, you guys got to come to Reno. I disagree with what he I think did. They, if the Cavs go to game seven against the Warriors, they should give them rings. Yeah, they deserve a ring. And LeBron's the greatest of all time if he wins three games against that team. No, they can't win three games against that team. And he said, I disagree with what he did. It was the weakest move of all time. KD going to be there. KD going there would be worse than LeBron going to Houston right now. It is worse. That's all no, I've no, been trying to explain. Worse, I think I, you I understand what I've been trying to explain now. Yes, but is do, that, and do you understand my point now? Yeah, yeah, no. They're all comparable because it's a free agent move to a super team. It's yeah. all comparable. But there's never, ever been a comparison of this rock, this Warriors team is unreal. Is going to go 27. So they're 25 they're right now. They're 25 they're and 3 right now. 32 in either like 4 or 5. No, they lost 3 games so far. Yeah, yeah, 3. So they're 25 and 3. The, the so they're wor- going to go 32 and 5 at the worst case? Yeah. Worst in case. Two years in the playoffs. There is no ever free agent move that has ever been this dominating, has been my point. Yeah. And I think it's the weakest move of all time. But. Or the strongest power move of no, all no, time. No, no, the weakest competitive move. Oh, okay. I see but it was the smartest thing for his career. Right. But I just hate it because guess what? Warriors in five and then Warriors in five against the Cavs. Yeah. I hate it. Um, Dane said, I'm hating on it. Katie's a bum. I like that. If you gotta, you gotta hate on him. You gotta hate on him. That's everyone's right. And he said, "I'm not happy for him." Actually, yeah, I said I'm yeah, happy yeah, for him. Yeah, I was shocked by that. You shouldn't be happy. I'm not for happy him. for him. I'm, I'm, happy, I'm for happy that he's happy. Like I really don't care if no, he's happy. I, I'm or saying no. like I'm never gonna hate on somebody for doing what they want. Yeah, I'm just gonna hate on him for for ruining something for me. Like, you know. Yeah, that's fair. And Dane said anything is possible. No, it's not. It's not uh, KG. Honestly, 99.9% of things are possible. Beating the Warriors is not. He said, Cavs in seven. I'm still confident in the best player in the world. I still have faith. I have faith in LeBron it's, showing up. Sammy will talk himself into the Cavaliers if they make the finals. And then game one is going to ruin it all. For me. And then we'll go, we'll go through the same conversation again. The Warriors have ruined the NBA. Actually, the Warriors didn't. God bless Steph Curry. He is a great person. Steph Curry is the man. So and is Clay. He's the man. He's the coolest coach in the NBA. Kevin Durant ruined the NBA. All right. It's all about Kevin Durant. Honestly, for anyone that I'm not hating on the Warriors anymore. I kind of like the Warriors. All right. I like Steph Curry. I think he's kind of a cool guy. Steve Kerr, coolest coach in the NBA. Clay Thompson looks like he just gets high, goes and shoots some threes. Draymond just 
has anger management problems and I love it. Draymond is your friend problems. when you go to the bar. He's like trying to fight everybody, and you're like, dude, what the fuck, bro? Yeah, I love it. But <laughs> KD Kevin ruined Dur- the NBA. Kevin Durant's just like, can I join you guys? But I'm a Dane. Go LeBron. LeBron might be able to do something. You know what? If there's you one person that can shock us, yeah, I'm gonna tell you one thing. Is it who? It's LeBron. Yeah. But if 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 LeBron's tonight plays like LeBron the other night. That means he watched yesterday and it's like, whatever. I told you last night. I know. Fuck it. If I'm LeBron, I'm packing my shoes. I'd quit. If I'm LeBron, today I'm going out. I'm going to, like, roll the ball. Yeah, oops, dribble it off my foot. Oh, call me a choker. I didn't lose in the finals. I, you can't put it on my finals resume. Here's the problem. LeBron was at the gym for two hours this morning. He's coming to He's, oh, destroy. Oh, LeBron James has his best playoff performance as a Cavalier maybe this year. Yeah, it's going to be exciting. Yeah, it's going to be amazing. Dane said, if they rain some threes and LBJ can stop KD, it's possible. And side note, Robbie Cano, shaking my head. I think Cavs will have won the next four games. Yeah, uh, I actually think Cavs can still win it in five. Me too. But I think it might go seven. I think it's going six. I think it's going seven, but they could. If LeBron was just like, I'm going to exert my pure energy. Here's the thing. If LeBron sees this Warriors uh, series, the Warriors team, and says, fuck, there's no way I can beat them. What's the best thing for me right now? Maybe just put on like a show four games straight. Yeah. Maybe he'll do it. We'll but find out. I'm not sure. And uh, side note, Robinson Cano, we talked about it at the beginning of the show. So rewind it. Download the podcast, Nate. Yeah, rewind it. Go to the podcast, Apple Podcast. Type in Sound Live. Uh, SoundCloud, type in Sound Live. Much love. If you guys haven't, you know we have our Instagram, at Sound Sports, our Twitter, at Sound Sports. And, and there our is new a, Instagram. Our new Instagram for this pod, at that being said, pod, P-O-D. So that being said, pod on Instagram. Go follow up. We're going to put up clips, hey, Go to songshop.com. Buy some shit. Straight up. Dot com. All right. Uh, first much love. Kevin Durant, you ruined the NBA. Um, Side note, the Warriors somehow, the NBA will give them the first pick of the draft. And Dane said, I'm on the podcast. Much love, bro. Um, it's that being said pod on instagram we're gonna go live maybe after t- i might go live sometimes on the instagram yep. i might go on throw on some videos talking about lebron after the game today so check that out yeah, how many pages instagram pages do we have Dana? technically like that we use like three or four right now we got yeah. song kicks about the culture of the kicks we got the uh we got song the pod, shop. shop we got uh song the babe. regular some babes yeah. uh, they're all different though Think about it like Barstool. Think about it like Bleacher Report. You know, you got your certain sports, your certain, your certain, uh, you know, you know, things like that. And uh, Dane said, go on another KD rant. Probably I well. might film something for the pot, for the, uh, for the Instagram. That being said, pod, check it out on Instagram. I'm going to probably record something and put it on about why KD has ruined the NBA for me. Perfect. We'll Much love. love. See you later, guys. Peace. You can get any hot beverage for $1 with the 7-Eleven app. Wait. Any hot beverage. Any hot beverage you want for just $1. Even a pumpkin spice latte? (sighs) Even a pumpkin spice latte. But are you judging me because I'm a man who PSLs? Mostly I'm judging you because you're rooting for the other team. But also because you can get any hot beverage at any size for $1 with your 7-Eleven app and you only get a pumpkin spice latte. Hey man, I like what I like. 7-Eleven. Be game day ready. Plus tax where applicable. Valid at participating locations. 
Summer's almost over, but at Old Navy, the styles are as hot as ever. Get to Old Navy now for 30% off all jeans, 40% off all dresses, and 50% off all tees. That's right, get 30, 40, and 50% off all your favorite styles for the whole family, plus up to 75% off clearance. Hurry in fast. These deals won't last. The sale ends soon at Old Navy and OldNavy.com. Valid in-store 822 to 828 and online 822 to 824. Excludes in-store clearance, bubbles, active, licensed, and men's package tees. 